Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this is what we like to call old Wasted Wednesday, man. Cranking up the, you know, fun times in the basement, throwing a little Skype er, Zoom party. So let's go ahead and get this party started, man. Proper, first and foremost. I got to do it, man. Those Colts may have forgotten how to play some defense. Oh, sorry about that, brother. But... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Browns are like uh it's their best record since like nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Four and one. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Wild. But uh I'm sure you can you can give me the uh Philip Rivers highlights and maybe the the latest smack talk. He probably called somebody, I don't know, hush puppies or something. Right? No? <sighs> Who knows, man? That dude, he just needs to stop throwing interceptions is what he needs to do. <laughs> Shut up oh, and you know actually what? complete to your own team. That reminds me, the actual song that I should bring you into. All right, oh, so like, I fi- I'm finally retiring Winamp. Finally, finally retiring, which it's probably about a, de- you know, like Winamp was my Netscape navigator. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Mark. Your Windows 95. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, God. well, you know, what can I say, man? I, that was my jam, of my jams for a long time. So that's okay. Here we go. No, I, I, I got the deal for you. I got the deal for you. This is uh, one of my favorite intro songs for you, man. That's right. Dropping bombs. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, Shannon the Twitter Terminator MacGuffin. What's up, brother? Well, the race just got to run. It's four to three. Got second with two outs in the top of the ninth. So Astros are barely clinging on at this point. They're a clinger, huh? Yep. They better clinch. They might be trying to clinch harder than my uh, four-year-old daughter trying to not poop. (laughs) 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 Yeah. She dropped a softball out of there the other day. I don't even know how that little girl does that, dude. Anyway, that's a fun note. And, yeah, oh, breaking news. Bra- I didn't realize that Jose Altuve actually has a new throwing coach. It's freaking Yeah, Donovan McNabb is helping this guy out. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad to see my man McNabb getting some work, man. All those, all those balls bouncing off the dirt, throwing airs, short hopping Uh-oh. it. Dude, I mean, I'm telling you, dear Donovan, Thank you. You said <laughs> balls. Yes. And a wild pitch gets him the third. So here we go. <laughs> oh, Apparently boy. Don McNabb showed uh, this guy how to throw this pitch. So. <laughs> Solid. Oh, anyway, we'll, we'll round back. We'll obviously have to clean up some issues with baseball in the NFL. We'll get to a couple of things. But, yeah, so I'm using Music B. Give another shot. So far, so good. It handled my, I don't know. 35, 36,000 track music library without too much incident. It seems fairly responsive and quick. So better than, uh, you know, most customer service that I've dealt with. <laughs> Actually responsive. But, uh, yeah, man, when I just couldn't handle the library anymore, man. It's just a little bit of a bummer. And quite frankly, music B sounds much better. So, which probably shouldn't be a surprise given the, I don't even know the last, the last version of Winamp that came out, but definitely been a while. Anyway. Hmm. So we had a couple of special requests from Randy and uh, Whitfield, since they weren't here for our like Van Halen run through the other week. They wanted to uh, come in proper, so I guess we'll bring Randy in to uh, something that was a bit of a hit. There you go. The little pound cake. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, giggity gals, dude. You were you could not have been very giggity watching that damn Dolphins 49ers game, bro. Well, yeah, don't get me started on that. Honestly, <clears throat> I, mean, I, I understand a lot of the stuff that went into that game and where you know where we really messed up and just didn't play well at all. But damn, dude. I mean, that that was ugly. Was on point. I mean, more talk of Tua after that. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't need to rush Tua along. I mean, no, they don't. Some of that is obviously a consideration of his, you know, recovery from the injury and then his development as a player. And you know, I mean, Fitzpatrick's a lot of things. Yeah, is he an All Pro, Hall of Famer? No, of course he's not. But every once in a while, he's got a little bit of that Fitz magic, and. He doesn't worry about what the social media world says about him. I mean, that you know, he's established. He knows who he is. He's comfortable with that. Um, I think they've done a good job down in Miami. I, I don't know how good that football team realistically is, but they showed up and they absolutely dropped the hammer on the 49ers. And I, look, <laughs> we'll see how this season shakes out in San Fran, but the injuries have absolutely decimated that team. Absolutely decimated that team. There, There is no doubt about that. I mean... You know, again, you, you, you give kudos to the Dolphins. I mean, they were up 30-7 to 7 at the half, dude. <laughs> I mean, God bless. Yeah, but, it was bad. And, and Jimmy, you know, Garoppolo wasn't right. I know Shanahan went out and gave that dude some cover, getting him out of there, couldn't move around. But they have a lot going on, and they, they're going to have some struggles. That's a good division, and right now they're not a good team. All right? The only teams the 49ers have beaten – so far this year, are combined 0 for 10. They've lost to the Eagles, the Cardinals, and the Dolphins, who have a combined record of 6, 8, and 1, which even that's not particularly impressive. But here's the, the schedule's getting ready to get real tough, dude. Real tough. Mm. They got the, the next eight games, I'm just going, yeah. can, we, can, can we at least go 500? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not, but that's kind of... Dude, Rams... At the Patriots, at Seattle, then Green Bay, then at the Saints, at the Rams, and then the Bills. That's their God ah, dang, man. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the Texans had a tough open to the season, but for what the 49ers are right now, the struggles they're having, that is a nasty stretch of games. That's brutal. Uh, that is, that's going to be rough. That, that very easily could go 0-7 or whatever. Yeah, they're they're yeah. If they get out of that five hundred, man, that's a hell of a coaching job and a hell of a job by the, by those players because it ain't looking like that's going to happen. They need to get that running game going, and they, they need to get, get a lot healthy. of things going. Yeah, they need to. First get step is getting healthy. Uh, they were without six starters on defense against against the Dolphins. Their three top corners all didn't play. Mm -hmm. You know, they're down two defense two defensive lineman for the rest of the year one of their top linebackers didn't play uh garoppolo could not push off his foot at all that ankle was just he came back too soon he did and the uh, offensive line was just playing god awful because a dolphins team that doesn't normally get sacks got to the quarterback way too many times mm -hmm. and then now we get aaron donald that offensive line needs oh, to correct yeah <laughs> Our only saving grace is, is that the Rams do not play the run well. So we'll see what happens there. But I think that's what we're going to be having to lean on is the run if we're going to have a shot at the Rams. Uh, I would say so. I mean, Fitz, look, Fitzpatrick was 
That definitely fits magic, man. 22 of 28 for 350, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And most of that's really in the first half because by later in the game, man, they they didn't have to throw, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They did I, not. They did not. So that it's going to be tough sledding for San Francisco this year. If they can turn this around, and it can be done, you know, injuries take a toll on everybody. And, and this is a weird year, so you never quite know how it's going to play out, but they're going to have to play much better football than that, regardless of who's on the field. Injuries are a reality for everybody, uh, but that that's – if that's what they're going to look like, man, Randy, you are in for a long year, brother. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm not used to it. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Let's be honest. The Seattle and Rams should both be undefeated. Seattle is. Wait, Seattle is undefeated. Yeah, they're 5-0. Mm-hmm. But the Rams, I mean, had they not got that call against them in Buffalo, they'd be undefeated as well. <clears throat> so, I mean, that that's... That's a tough division already. Yeah. You get a surging Arizona. Yeah, but, I mean the I mean, the Cardinals are inconsistent, but they're they're that's a solid squad, and they've got some upside. Although I'd, I'd be curious if they have to kind of, you know, move some more of those carries to Edmonds instead of Drake. But we'll see how that plays out. Anyway, well we have we have one more Van Halen intro to get here. Yes, uh, for old the fantasy failhorn, who I you know mercifully I stopped taking any advice from him this past week. Which was much better for me. <laughs> hey, how's the Robert Tonian pickup working out for you? Yeah, we're great. Thanks. <clears throat> hey, hey, You're Matt. Welcome, Shannon. <laughs> hey, Matt. Should I pick? Should I, should I drop Gronk for Tonian? No. <laughs> great. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. And uh, solid yeah. advice, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Bro. I, I was like, <laughs> here's the kicker. I was like, I don't have to play him, but I need somebody for you know whatever week seven or blah blah blah. And uh, he talked me out of it, and I should have just—I should have just done it. So, oh well. Dude, what? they're down both receivers. Is he going to have another three touchdown game again? No. Is he going to be a forty-yard, fifty-yarder? No, no. He's probably never going to yeah. have another game like that again. But once he had that game, it was guaranteed he would not be floating around the waiver wire. <laughs> that was the end of that. <laughs> done. Anyway, so you were, yeah. You know what? You lived up. You lived up to the name. Cause you definitely put the fail in a fantasy fail horn on that conversation. You're welcome. I got Robert Nunyan. That's what I got. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> uh, but Green Bay is interesting. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out how good some of the teams are now. Like like Seattle's defense is trash, right? <laughs> their, yeah. defense, their defense is trash. But 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 Russell Wilson is just phenomenal, and DK Metcalf um, is not only just chiseled like a mofo and is gargantuan. I mean, he has really developed as a receiver. I mean, like that combo is fantastic, and Russell Wilson is just in that prime sweet spot of his career. They got to tighten up the defense. Granted, they you know, uh, dear uh, Zimmer, take the points next time, bro. <laughs> Always take the I mean, points. I'm just saying, like I understand the old adage, you know, you're on the road, go for the win, not the tie. But you're you're not talking about going up seven. You're talking about going up eight, which forces Seattle to not only score a touchdown, but then to convert the two point conversion, which they didn't do. So I was not in the moment, and I know a lot of times we get you know the old rearview mirror hindsight kind of thing. But in the moment, I did not like that decision. Now, granted, they had run all over Seattle for the majority of the night. That's a that's a fair point. I think they had like I think they had over two hundred yards, um, and it was fourth and super short. I mean, it, it really was. 
but that's a very makeable field goal. You're right around two minutes. If you happen to miss it, Seattle's going to have to drive a huge chunk of the field anyway. Um, but it's Russell freaking Wilson. I know, I know, I know. I, I just, obviously, if you get it, you seal the deal, you knee it out, whatever. But in my head, the opportunity to go up eight was fantastic, was golden. I just, I didn't like that decision. And it's just funny, man. Like, for a, a defensive guy, I mean, how, how bad, how badly did the Vikings defense choke that out? Just choke it out versus Wilson, man. Absolutely pitiful. But that's what he does, man. It's, yeah, it's, I hear you. And, and look, some of that's a credit, again, a credit to Wilson, a credit to Metcalf. I mean, you know, the Seahawks had two conversions on fourth down to keep that drive alive. I think one of them was like a 39 or 40 yard pass play to Metcalf. I, I don't remember if that was the like, we were in the brew chat. Was that the time you were like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Cover Metcalf, and it's like I think all of us are like, "Dude, at least take Metcalf away, man. At least take that guy away." I was like, "Double him, <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on, man." So oh. here, here's my beef with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Last year's draft, they and I may have bitched you guys during the draft, but. You, know, you took a- bitch during a draft? Come on. There's a couple things you complained about last year's draft. But, you know. Oh, I look, had- look. You know what? I have a. I, Shannon, you didn't know I recorded you during the draft la- oh, uh, last year. Oh, goodness. Check this there out. Not a live look in, but a replay look in at Shannon McGuffin on his Colts draft reaction. Uh-huh. They drafted who? Who the heck is this? <laughs> this cocksucker might not even have a Still one of my all-time favorite draft reactions. How, how did you get that? <laughs> Damn it. I have my ways, brother. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so Indy last year had three second-round picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all know who my number one was, Debo. Mm-hmm. But I had DK Metcalf as a close second mm-hmm. as favorite. So, Indy takes Rock, Rock Yassin, which is a quarterback. They took Ben Banugo, who's <laughs> a linebacker. And at 59, they took Paris Campbell, a wide receiver from Ohio State. Five picks later, DK Metcalf goes. This was another follow-up to uh, another another replay of uh, Shannon's draft reaction. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? I mean, the dude was chiseled. He ran the fastest 40. I mean, just a beast. I mean, when he came into the room, Pete Carroll, one of my favorite all-time moments was yeah. last year when he Pete Carroll saw him. <clears throat> Come mm-hmm. in, and then Pete Carroll takes his shirt off to <laughs> flex with him. I was like, "Oh man," because he's just a beast. Yeah, no, he he's an you know when when people say somebody's an absolute unit, DK Metcalf is an absolute unit. Yeah, he is. And honestly, <laughs> Seattle's probably a better situation because he does have Russ. Because yes, Indy would not have been a good fit for him, but you know, well, it would have been nice to have him. Yeah, well, of course. 
I mean, it's hard to know what the, what somebody's development is with you know another team and other players. And you know, Metcalf and and uh, Wilson did a ton of offseason work. Yeah. And, and again, you know, Wilson, and I know he's got a certain shtick to him, and some people that drive some people nuts. But that guy is clearly all in as the quarterback of his team mm-hmm. and of his area. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he like go out a, a pregame in like a Sue Bird jersey or something? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he, know, he knows the deal. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Rus- Russell Wilson knows, man. All the work clearly has paid off. All the time he has spent with DK Metcalf just doing routes and just just chucking the ball, man. Yep. It's clearly paid off. And he has high expectations and high hopes for him uh, for the kind of receiver he will be and the kind of career he may have. And quite frankly, again... You know, it's not like Russell Wilson's old, and I don't know how long his prime will be, but the guy certainly takes good care of himself. He's clearly at the high point of his physical skill set and his mental capacity for the game and awareness and understanding of the game and how to play the position. Uh, and now it's really going to be up to Seattle to really flesh the rest of that team out around him. Uh, but Russell Wilson's just a, a flat-out baller, dude. I'm, I'm just uh, going to say this now. Mm-hmm. If he does not, if he stays healthy all year long, plays the way he is playing, if he doesn't get at least one vote for MVP, it <laughs> is a travesty. As as much as people have uh, have mentioned the fact that he has never gotten a single vote, he will get at least one vote for MVP. But given the state of that defense, if they play like that, you know you've got some contenders in the league. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers will be in the conversation. Russell Wilson's absolutely in the conversation. Yep. But if he's got to produce like that. And unfortunately, obviously, now that that Dak's out for the year, oh. he, he can't even factor into the conversation. And he and, and you know <laughs> whether or not you were paying attention, I mean, Dak Prescott had been lights out. I know Dallas's record was not good because their defense also sucks. But Dak, our fantasy team was undefeated until this past week, <laughs> dude. You you were about ready to rename your team the Prescotts. I mean, <clears throat> good yeah. God bless. I mean, dude, I dude, mean, dude, dude just been rolling. Lord, I know. Bro. Dude have been rolling, and and Russell Wilson is is crushing it both in real world and for fantasy players, obviously for mm-hmm. fantasy football. But he has to because that defense is garbage. <laughs> defense is terrible. Straight trash. Man. I mean, they clutched Just up like Dallas. Yeah, straight trash. Straight trash, homie. Um, I mean, <laughs> they clutched up and and you know the, when they really needed to when, when the Vikings went for it on fourth down. But you know that defense is gonna the there's a high probability that defense does them in at some point. I mean, it's hard to have hero ball from your quarterback nonstop, but at least Russell Wilson has shown that he's capable of doing that consistently. Yeah. Side well, note, the way I see it the way I see it the way mm-hmm. things are going right now. I mean, we <clears throat> potentially are looking at Green Bay, Seattle in the NFC Championship game, and if that's the Ooh, case, would I like it, some payback? But I mean, oh. the way Aaron Rodgers has been playing, can I you know. imagine how much he's going to shred that defense potentially? Oh my god! <clears throat> oh, that that would be a hell of a game. I still, uh, I don't remember what year it was at this point. Matt, do you remember? I think uh, he stepped away. But can oh. I mean, just think about in terms of the of Rams Chiefs that what you mm-hmm. know that, that type of score. Oh yeah, which, which means we say that it'll end up being like. You know, sixteen to twelve. Or oh, kind of, kind of like uh, the Super Bowl when yeah. the, the Rams and the Patriots played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirteen it'll, to three. It'll, Thanks, it'll, guys. It'll, <laughs> it'll be this defensive showcase out of nowhere. All of a sudden, everybody's going to know how to play. Play, you know, D up. I don't think it was chance. a defensive showcase. I think it was just a lack of offense. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that. But Rodgers has been incredible. Uh, year year Patriots, two. Was, 
Yeah, and what what Seattle's offense is doing is just it, it's just phenomenal. Russell Wilson is just playing phenomenally well, and uh, DK Metcalf is part of that. So, side note, super weird stat, and it's funny that Seattle's involved with this a couple of times. So they won that game without picking up a first down on any third down. Wow. So. Now, granted, they converted some fourths, so it wasn't just three out, three and outs, and sorry, nothing happened. They did convert some fourths, but it didn't happen last year at all, and it only happened once in 2018, and that's when the Seahawks beat the Cardinals despite going 0 for 10 on third downs. So, two of the last three years, Seattle has won a game without converting a single third down. <laughs> Thank you, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I was gonna say usually that's death for most teams. <laughs> yeah, not, not so good. Can't get, if you can't keep the ball rolling, you got problems. Yeah, you, you're gonna have some issues. So Seattle moves to five and zero, first time in team history. Vikings are one and four, and I, I mean to me, it, it, it's hard not to look at that as a game they they gave away, snatching defeat, oh my God. snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, like they did in that playoff game when the guy couldn't hit a 25 yard field goal. It's yeah. like. It's, but how much did losing Cook really play into that, too? I mean, well, they could have kicked the field goal and gone up eight, Well, I mean, which, I'm not talking about, like, losing him considering how well he was playing. Oh, he was dominating that game. Now. Exactly. So I, I hear you. I, I feel you. But I agree. Like, they should have kicked the damn field goal, taken the points, and really made Seattle work for it rather than Russell doing the typical hero ball he plays when they get down like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, like – and Justin and I were on the same page. I think you were too, Randy. It's just worst case, we're gonna go to overtime. Yeah. Like you worst have case. to go down, kick, make a touchdown, and make a two point conversion to force overtime. Kind of like that, the Monday that, night game. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Just <sighs> Chargers. Right. Always inventing new ways to lose the game. There are some franchises that are gifted at that. For sure. Tell, By the way, go ahead. You cannot call yourself the money badger and miss an extra point in a I know. Field goal. I know. Like you, you gotta drop that moniker right now. I, I don't. I don't Did know he that trademark he, that shit too. Yes, and he, yes. he he is ever since he trademarked it, it has gone awry for that guy. Yeah, missing an extra point and doinking. I mean, I know it was a long field goal, but it's within his range, and he doinked that thing out, man. Leave Doink in the WWE <laughs> so I, I no longer have to see Shannon drop that meme in the brood chat. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? He missed an extra point. So, I mean, I know. That's, that's the thing about it. Right. You can't. And it, these coaches, man, like Zimmer, when it was, um, when they were down two, I was like, kicks the extra point. There's no need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no need. Go for two, miss it. Well, then he. Gets a touchdown, tries to go for. T- Actually, they kicked the extra point this time. Yeah, I'm like, well, if he kicked it last time, <laughs> then you'd be like, up six. Be- like, I'm not anti-analytics, right? And I like aggressiveness. I do, but I don't like stupid aggressiveness, <laughs> right? And against that team in their house, I know that I know the fans aren't there. They don't have the twelves all you know blaring excess amounts of noise in everybody's ear holes, but right, you know. I, just get the points on the board, bro. I feel like there's lots of times we, we're watching a game and you're like, I don't know if it's hubris or just stupid aggressiveness or what, but man. Like, teams are like, you're like, kick the extra point, dummy. What are you doing? Like, I mean, kick, kick, kick the short field goal, yo. 
My Tour- thing is, 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 is <laughs> take the common sense over the analytics every now and then. Yes, every now that's and what then. numbers say, but if it's early in the game, just take the point. Like, have faith in your offense that you're going to score more, unless you're the Jets. And well, you suck ass. They suck, By the way, they suck bags that has. I, I picked my pick on picks this weekend. <laughs> the Dolphins and Jets game was not in pick em. Really? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe they're just assuming it's going to get postponed. I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I took the Dolphins in my survival league pick this week. <laughs> By the way, the Steel City lost. So we're tied at one strike apiece. Womp womp. So I'm taking the Dolphins to win this week. That's a, that's they better a, not screw me over. Well, I mean, uh, the, the, it, it is the Jets. Jets. <clears throat> it is the Jets, and and that team's playing like you know half of them are quarantined somewhere other than on a football field. They they wish they were quarantined. <laughs> See, I don't even realize Joe Flacco is on the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Hey, I'm gonna let you in on the secret. Neither does Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> Joe was like, "Wait, what? Huh? I'm starting. What? What? I thought I retired." <laughs> I'm on the Jets? Yeah. Man, the hell is this? Yeah. I'm retiring. What the hell bad LSD trip am I on right now? God bless. <laughs> pretty, pretty pretty, bad one. So, By the way, yeah. um, just just briefly, we'll get back on track. Uh-huh. He uh, guesses is where Le'Veon Bell goes since he was released. Um, all right, let me have fun with that for a moment. So, Le'Veon Bell, okay, it worked his way out of, out of the Jets, got, gets released, which – they should have done. They probably should have done in the off season. Quite frankly, it's, it was a bad marriage, and Gase is a knucklehead, and that team is a dumpster fire. Um, it's probably the only franchise in the NFL that you can confidently say, "Y'all suck so bad, you're worse than the Redskins, like top to bottom." <laughs> you know what I mean? Er, the Washington Football Team. If there's any organization that that outfails. <laughs> like Dan Snyder, it's the New York Jets, dude. And that takes an amazing amount of effort to be that yeah. bad. And they are that bad, dude. Yeah. They are that bad. Um, All right. So there's a couple things that would be interesting. It would be interesting if he went back to Pittsburgh, but I don't see that happening. What I really think would be fascinating, and I don't know how much Le'Veon Bell has left in the tank, but whatever happened with the Jets – it's probably not indicative, really indicative of who he is at this point in his career. So we can make fun about his his you know year he sat out. Uh, he really should have just taken the contract from Pittsburgh. They knew how to use him. He fit well there. Uh, that was a miscalculation on his part. But what would be interesting, the team I would be fascinated, probably the most fascinated by, would be the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Now I, I just I thought about that yeah. as soon as you said I was like, oh. Now God. that because Andy Reid would know how to use him, and he would Rough. be he could be lethal as a as as a flex pass catching running back that they could move all over the place. Now that to me would probably be the best case scenario of I kept to uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm-hmm. I mean, or L Air as they went. L Air. God, to have those two guys yeah. together. I well, mean, it, no could, offense, they don't need anything else. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. But you, you have to be mindful of the rookie wall with Alaire, right? Got to be. Right. You got to be mindful of that. So to have a back like Le'Veon, who doesn't need to be a workhorse, but if he has twenty five, you know, twenty twenty five snaps and you know whatever, he's in there with opportunities. Particularly if you're not just running them running them all the time in that kind of offense, 
a guy like that that has the hands he does could be really valuable as part of a platoon. I was going to say, didn't the Chiefs have like a running back or two that uh, opted out this they, year? They definitely have at least one that opted the, out. The Super Bowl, not the MVP, but the kid who like ended, who iced it. Damian Williams. Yeah, yeah that sounds Damian right. Williams. Yeah. So th- that is, if, if, if I was going best case scenario for Le'Veon, that's, if I was him, that's where I'd want to be. Because they're a contender. They have enough talent there that he's not the focus and they could bring they could work him into the rotation as long as he could pick up you know their plays and do what they needed him plus he can pass you know what i mean plus he's a good pass blocker yeah you know i mean he's got skill sets that would work really well the other one that that i've heard you know kind of come up a fair amount is 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 the bucks but and brady i I think they're okay but they have so many bodies well they know what their window is right and it's it, a year or two, and it's, it's it's realistically it's it's this, it's year, this year, and maybe it's maybe it's next year. So a guy like Bell would be useful for them. Chicago's gotten a lot of traction. Um, that one, particularly after them losing Cohen, although they didn't know how to use him. Now, granted, he was five foot and a half or something. <laughs> the dude's tiny, but uh, I still don't understand why they paid him and then they just didn't use him at all. It just didn't make sense to me. But I, I think for me, the most entertainment value would be Kansas City. Like that you know. I, I actually think that would be fun to see if his if his head is right. I think Andy Andy Reid can deal with virtually anybody. And I, I think that would be from a purely football standpoint, I think Le'Veon Bell with Kansas City, even even if it was in a real limited capacity, uh that I think would be best case, best landing spot for him, um, at least for upside. But I don't know that they're interested or would be willing to bring him in. I mean, you know. And crazy he, enough, the other spot I would say, you know, he <clears> wanted <throat> to go here last year, but, you know, it just didn't work out, mm-hmm. was Indy. You know, you could have Taylor as your straight-ahead runner and then have Le'Veon as your back out of the backfield because, you know, Rivers likes to dump it off a lot. Oh, of course. Either to the tight end or to the running backs and – you know, it with behind that offensive line and his patience, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know if Ballard would pull the trigger or not because he's really particular about who he brings in. Um, should brought him. Well, Cunt. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, at least realistically, Bell's going to be cheap. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I forget what he got from the Jets, but I think he made like seven or eight million dollars a touchdown. Is what it ended up working out to be. <laughs> He'll probably end up getting like the veteran minimum yeah. at this point with a prove it deal for whatever I, left of the season. I was gonna say, doesn't he have to? Don't teams have to wait like a certain time so they don't pick up this contract or whatever? We'd we'd have to look at the particulars on that. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure what, how that would all work itself out, but um, I mean, realistically, you know, teams should be able to get him on the cheap. Yeah. So, which doesn't necessarily help him per se, although he robbed the Jets, arguably. Uh, oh yeah, but if if I was him, you know, again, I don't think anybody's going to be like, "Hey, Le'Veon, let's sign you to a fat contract." He's at, you nope. know he's on the he's the wrong age for a running back. He's had a rough couple of seasons, uh, obviously not productive with the Jets. That may or may not be on him. And he, you know, he had it'll a, be a prove it deal. He, he had a bad exit out of Pittsburgh, so you know teams don't really throw a ton of money at running backs these days anyway. But I certainly don't think. Anybody else is going to line up to throw dollars at Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. 
So, well, but, and wherever but Kansas he City lands, would be fascinating. Wherever he lands, they're going to need a strong locker room period, or yes. he's not going to really fit in, or probably be that productive. He may not. He may not. Uh, side note: uh, Can we give Mike Tomlin some, <laughs> just like LeBron got some respect? I think we have to give Tomlin just a real quick kudos and a little bit of sports brew love for keeping the lid on Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell for however long he had to deal with those two meatheads and get the production he got out of them. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, pretty damn impressive. Tom was one of the best coaches in the league, man. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's no <clears throat> Bill Belichick. No one is. But, I mean, to keep those two in check for as long as he did and the talent on that team, mm-hmm. absolutely. I've always liked Tomlin as a coach. He's always owned, you know, if he loses a game, he owns it. He does. doesn't backpedal or anything he just owns it and when they win it's yeah we did our jobs let's move on so fun fun rando side note so the Steelers are going to play the Browns this Sunday and mm-hmm. it'll be the first game since Miles Garrett ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet and bopped him in the noggin with the thing and so of course it comes up in questions with Tomlin and so somebody asked him like what his message was to uh, his team about facing Garrett and Tomlin says he has no message because he's focused on winning a football game, not something that happened last year. Quote, we're not looking for the low-hanging fruit or re- reality TV storylines. End quote. You know, I mean, it's just matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can see him saying that with those, like, those intense eyes he has. You know, like, no. Matter <laughs> yeah. of fact, Ma- man. Matter of that, fact, that's, man. Yeah. And, and that's what you want. I mean, keep it keep it simple. Keep it to the point. We're trying to win the game. We're trying to stay undefeated. You know, the Browns are one game behind us at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Baltimore's one game behind them as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, dude, you talk about the division. NFC West, the NFC or AFC North's pretty damn good. Too. Yes. Who would have thought Other that the, the Browns are only a game behind, to be perfectly honest? Well, I mean, four wins in a row for Cleveland. Uh, I mean, their season opening. I mean, realistically, they're four and one. Their only loss is to Baltimore. So they're third in the division. Yeah, they've they've scored at least thirty two points in all four of their wins. So the game that you know the game against Pittsburgh is of significance, Very for much. sure. Um, it it's really a chance for given how things went with Cleveland last season, it's an opportunity to put a stamp on what this team is this season. Um, and you know Pittsburgh, as as long as Ben is in there. Um, clearly they weren't the same team without him last year. I know he's long in the tooth, but he's still quite capable and they've got a nice array of talent and they have a very good defense. So that's a, that's a recipe for competitiveness. Rando fun factoid that if you had told me, I wouldn't have guessed it. So do you know the last time the Steelers were four and oh, back in the late seventies, 1979, Holy balls, really? The, the last time wow. the Steelers started the season 4-0 was 1979. Was that Bradshaw's last Super Bowl year? That should have been that fourth Super Bowl, yeah. Or, you know, somewhere in and that. They, and they happened to go to the Super Bowl and win it that year. So yeah. Yes. So, okay. that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. I, wow. I would not have guessed that. I mean, the Steelers have been, you know, I'm not saying they've been great every year, but they've certainly had enough really good years that you would Cower think Cower and Tomlin yeah, you think, you think one of those teams yeah somewhere along the line Noel back you know like yeah 
even later in his career. Yeah, so it's just weird. But some of that might also be indicative of maybe they had some tough division opponents early. And I know that the Steelers had a couple of years where they would start slow, and they would they would take some tough L's out of the gate, and then they would kind of ramp up over the course of the season. But that's just one of those oddities that I think most people wouldn't wouldn't have, wouldn't have guessed it. So pretty wild. All right, let's put a let's put a bow on the Colts Browns game. Shannon, it, it, what are your takeaways at this point with Philip Rivers? What do you think he is, and what the outlook is for the season with old um, Philly Rib? At this point, it's you got to have good Philip Rivers, no turnovers. If he's, well, if you he's ain't getting inter- that. Well, that's the problem. Like if he's throwing multiple interceptions, like they had multiple chances in that game to get back in it, take the lead, and you know when you're when you're throwing picks, it, it's like Allen yesterday, which is crazy to say talk about an NFL game yesterday. I know it's so weird when you're throwing multiple interceptions, man. It's it just it's just it's no point. No, he did against Jacksonville, which are the two losses this year. Mm-hmm. So you know you gotta you gotta have that running game, and uh, you know. Of course, the 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 week we gloss up Moali Cox, he doesn't catch a pass. <laughs> He's like bagel, dude. I know. I I was like, man, come on, dude. RVA legend Moali Cox, bagel. <laughs> Apparently, Philip Rivers listens to the podcast, so he was like, oh, you're gonna gloss up Moali? Yeah, f you guys. I'm not gonna <laughs> throw you the ball. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, that was unfortunate, but Dick. <laughs> but kudos to Cleveland, man. Um, no, good for them. Seriously, it, good for them. Yeah. Because they, they, they need to make the playoffs at some point. And well, I, I really it, it might be a little early to, to bank too much on that, but um, certainly given the... Oh, oh, Justin. What? Jim Mora just called the show. He has a comment about that. <laughs> I don't even know if I can find that one. My gosh. Oh, here you go. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. <laughs> Good job. Uh, and thank you, of course, to the Steelers for uh, handing the Eagles another loss. And I love how the NFC East is so effing awful. <laughs> like everybody's just everybody's in it, even though nobody's in it, but everybody's in it. You know what I mean? It's like Alice it, is it's, leading the division. It's like two it, wins. It's like if NFL Europe just happened to somehow have a division in the NFL. I mean, it's just. <laughs> You know, there you go. There's that shit I mean, show. if San Francisco were in the NFC East, they'd be leading it. So. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I just all, I, you know, actually. If Indianapolis were there, they'd be leading it. I yeah, mean, yes. Um, and, and two wins. Look, that's all it takes. Apparently, the NFC East and the New York Jets, they have a, there's a new song, a uh, new theme song for that. And Uh-oh. this is a terrible reference, and I probably shouldn't have done it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I keep meaning to watch the, the new version of this, but I love this. I love this cartoon as a kid, and I vaguely remember the NES game. But I know they re- they they did a new new one, and uh, I'm just thinking I was just, I was listening to the theme song, and I was like, man, that's fun. Uh, then I started thinking about the NFC East and the New York Jets, and I'm like, mm-hmm. But not Ducktales. It's either what the f tails or it's Sucktails. Sucktails. I'm telling you. I didn't say it was a good reference. I'm just saying it's what I thought of with this, when the song was playing in my head. 
Yeah. yeah. What the but clearly, F- you have to watch this because of the kids. Uh, yes, there are many. Th- <laughs> there are many things I get <laughs> roped into because of the kids, and yes, yeah, it, it it happens quite a bit. What are you gonna do, man? At least it's not Barney. Uh, no, no. Uh, there's no Barney. Not, yeah, there's no Barney. That. There's no Teletubbies. There's no. Um, is it Caillou or Caillou or whatever? That, oh, Caillou. Oh, Cai- oh, yeah. Fuck. There's none. Of, there's none of that mofo. That sucker got banned in this house. So nope. <laughs> there's a. Uh, uh, you know Probably what I mean? Like round one <laughs> That that dude needs some. What was it last week? Just for ass. Yeah. Caillou needs some just for oh. ass. Change <laughs> <laughs> the narrative. Yes, sir. Oh, and this. I guess we. You know, this is also dedicated to Nick Saban. Every time Nick Saban. Oh, you understand that? Yes, sir. <laughs> What did we say in the podcast warm up about Saban and the Rona? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a soundbite for that. Yeah. Mm. Rona, what? Fuck you! Yeah. Rona, what? Did he did he say Rona tied what? Yes, sir. Rona, what? Fuck you! Yeah. That's dirty pool, man. That's dirty pool. Look, I I hope I, I hope Saban ends up okay, man. Um, I I certainly don't wish any uh. Corona shenan- coronavirus shenanigans on anybody. So, um, by the way, if, yeah. um, the Florida LSU game this weekend has been postponed yep. because Florida's had an outbreak in their team. I know that was probably one of the big uh, ESPN games this weekend. Mm-hmm. They've already had to postpone that one. Is it is it weird to me, or is it weird to y'all that um, the Saints are sitting there talking about moving some games to LSU Stadium? Yes. Like, isn't that strange? It's like... It's the, if we don't get our way, we're going to take our team elsewhere type of uh, attitude. I mean, really? Although, honestly, do you really want Drew Brees outside? No. No. Are you really doing yourselves? Are are you going, we know we're not going anywhere? Like, what is that? That just, to me, it seems like a bad idea. I know not having fans in the stands at, at the Superdome is... You know, it's a it's a seriously adverse impact on your home field advantage. I get it, I understand, but that just doesn't strike me as a good idea. Yeah. And and it, and, and, it, and it feels like a money grab. I've seen look, I've seen a couple of the Saints games this year. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is starting to show his age, man. Yeah, there's definitely I've been watched, a bit I've, of a drop off this year for sure. I have watched him since he was at Purdue in college. And look, don't get me wrong. I have Kamara in that league that we started. Mm-hmm. I love that PPR stuff, man. But I know, I hear you. But he had, he did have a beautiful down, uh, downfield pass to to cook for a touchdown. But he's he's not really chucking it downfield a lot. No, I mean it. You know, like whether it's big chunk plays or like explosive plays. Like I think the the last time I felt like he was like consistently crazy explosive was when they beat the Washington uh, football team's ass the other year. But that doesn't count because it's, it's you know what I mean. Like that team sucks. It's Washington, right? Mm-hmm. It's Washington. They're terrible. You ought to beat their ass. But you know there, there were a few years. You know it's not that long ago that you would watch the Saints and like Breeze would just uncork some bomb somewhere, or you know it, it, you can't. <laughs> 
heard someone say this earlier, and I was like, it's legit. And you can't screen past your way to the Super Bowl, can you? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a tough way to go. No, you can't do that. So, you know, their defense isn't as good. Breeze isn't as good. You know, obviously, you can't be punching teammates in the face and getting suspended. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't help. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, dude. We saw how what happened when uh, Geno Smith got punched in the face by a teammate. You know, <laughs> he's not out of the league right now. Yeah. But no, that was that was just stupid. Uh, Michael really Thomas, man, team. come on, bro. Now, and the thing is, even when he had been playing, that offense just hasn't clicked as well as it could have. Now, now that Emmanuel Sanders is starting to really get a good rapport with Breeze, we were seeing him catching a lot more passes. Yeah. But. I mean, with Thomas coming back, maybe there'll be an uptick. But, yeah, the whole check down Charlie thing is not going to work for this team. And Kamara's not as explosive as he had normally been. Though that one catch was fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got enough pieces. They they can still threaten. But it's clear that sometimes when they need a, a bit of a pop, they bring in, you know, Hill or something. And you can, you know, kind of get away with a little bit of that in season. But... I'm hard pressed to think that, like, I don't view them as a legitimate threat. Not anymore. I mean, not unless their defense plays lights out uh, or much better than they have been. I just, you know, to me, if they're really forced to score, they're going to be up against it. And look, you know, don't forget, yeah, Sandy, yeah, the Chargers lost that game. Sure, they did. The Saints came back. Good for them. They were down 17. And Breeze had been 1 and 48 when his team trailed by at least 17. So now he's 2 and 48. Look, Justin Herbert was an absolute baller, right? But they lost Keenan Allen in that game. All right? Yeah, that hurt the offense a lot. Hurt him a ton. Hurt him a lost ton. Lost Keenan Allen. They had no kicker. Austin Eckler. Yeah. No Austin Eckler. Kicker botched a couple of kicks. And yeah, outside of some missed kicks, they should have they won that thing anyway. Yeah. Self-inflicted so, wounds. And, and no, I mean, very few teams know how to choke choke out games like the freaking, almost call them the San Diego, the L.A. Chargers. I still want to call them San Diego, man. Herbert has been absolutely amazing since he's since that surprise start against Kansas City. That kid definitely has some chops. I just hope that man that team doctor had Herbert on his football squad, his <laughs> dynasty football team. I'm telling you, <laughs> dynasty fantasy team. Wow, this kid looks really good here. Oh, is, oops, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't sorry. mean to do that. Sorry about that, Tyrod. Mm. Look, uh, Herbert's 0 4, but his, he has three starts against Super Bowl MVPs. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? The Chargers, they have their four losses are by a combined 18 points. And 13 of their 15 losses over the past two seasons are by one score. Oof. You know, I mean. Brutal. That's, like, they're right there, man. I know. They're a good squad. But mm-hmm. let, me, let me tell you, when, you know, watching, there's plenty of quarterbacks you watch. And obviously, with the Washington football skins, Okay, <laughs> the, or uh, uh, what did I call them last week? The whiffs, the WFTs, the whiffs, because they, they to me, they've whiffed on Dwayne Haskins. And some of that might be he's not ready yet. It's maturity, it's development, whatever. But there are certain players you watch play and you just feel like they're legit. And Herbert, you don't know what his career is going to be like, but you watch this kid play and you go, I feel like that's legitimate. Like he, he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's got a big arm. He's 
accurate on the deep throw. He's yes. physical, and he has. A, he just. He seems like he's been there. He's playing like he's been there. He's he doesn't look scared in the pocket. He's actually making good reads. He looks like he's got the proverbial it. However, you quantify or qualify it, it looks like Justin Herbert has it, whereas Dwayne Haskins has shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what it feels like. And that's not fair to Haskins. It's not. Hopefully he figures it out. Right? But Herbert, early on, you're looking at this kid playing, you're going, all right. They they got something here. We, you know, how his career progresses is, is up to him and the team. You know, he'll be a, a large determinant in that. But he's got arm skill. He seems to have some intangibles. He's, he, he made some hell of nice throws. He's been one of the, you know, lay some lumber on people. I mean, he looks like he's got it. He looks like he is going to be a good quarterback. Now, what's his ceiling? Who knows? It's just like Joe Burrow. You look at Joe Burrow and you go, all right, I believe it. I believe they have something in that guy. They inspire a certain degree of confidence. You go, all right, the team's not good. Clearly, they have issues, but there are these little tangible and intangible and plays they make and throws they do and how they handle and it, it, There's just stuff. The secret sauce, the it, however you want to quantify it. And it feels like Justin Herbert has some of the it. So we'll see how far he goes. Hey, but Mike, Michael Jordan just called. He said he thinks their ceilings are the roof. That's right. The ceilings are the roof. <laughs> but if I'm, a, if I'm a Chargers fan, look, it don't, I, I wouldn't expect a ton this year per se, but I'd feel pretty good looking at Herbert out there. I'd be like, all right, nice job, Rook. I will tell you, someone on Twitter posted – something really um eye-opening and it mm -hmm. was like sandy or excuse me la was missing pro like pro bowl after pro bowl after you know whatever a ton of players and yet mm -hmm. they were right there it was mm -hmm. like okay you know that they're they're hurt but they're they're playing really darn good yes i, I mean, mean they're right that. there Get that team healthy, you know, you have a full off season and ha add a couple more pieces. Can you imagine how dangerous that team could be, could in, be. in the AFC West? They got to learn how to win. Exactly. And, that, and that's a tough division, too. I mean, the, the Chiefs, the, the the, right. The Chiefs are prime in their window. Uh, the, the Raiders, Raiders are just damn, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. Still surprised that he managed to, to squeak out that, that, you know, steal that victory in Airhead. But look, the Chiefs are going to lose occasionally. <laughs> They're, you know what I mean? It's not impossible to beat them. You just you have to play a good game. You have to have a good game plan and execute. You have, have to have a couple of breaks go your way. Um, so good for the Raiders. I don't know. I thought it was a bold strategy, a bold strategy to drive the team buses and take a victory lap around Arrowhead. I don't know. I don't know that that was a good idea. <laughs> bold strategy. Because <laughs> if I'm if I'm the Chiefs, I'm like, all right, bitch. <laughs> like I'm remembering that one. You know, uh, but good for the Raiders, man. I, I was really, I didn't expect that. And it's not like I think the Chiefs are going to go undefeated or any of that craziness over the course of the season. But I certainly thought they'd beat the Raiders at home. So oh, yeah. that that was a bit of a statement game for, uh, you know, God, I was getting ready to call them the LA Raiders, then the Oakland Raiders, Vegas. The, the Vegas Raiders. I got to just call them the Raiders. Like some of these teams, we just got to call them by their nickname. That's what, the makes the, that's what makes the Redskins thing so damn hard. It's like gotta stop. It's not the Oakland Raiders, not the LA Raiders, it's just the Raiders, not the Vegas, but just the Raiders. You know, Ra yo Raiders, uh, just win, baby. 
uh, and the Chargers, man, forget the city, just call them the Chargers. And I can't do that with the Redskins. They're the Washington, the Washingtons. I mean, it just it doesn't roll off the tongue for anything. It's awful. But anyway, the, the Raiders had that was that's a statement game for them. They scored. Mm-hmm. They got 16 points in the fourth quarter. You know, they they get a 40 to 32 victory. They ended. Uh, the Chiefs had a 13 game winning streak. Man, their last loss was to Tennessee last November. Todd, you can tell us about that game next week. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I didn't realize at the, at the time, and I hope I, I'm going to mispronounce this guy's name. I know it. Uh, Chiefs left guard Kalichi Osamel or Osameli. I have no idea. Either way, Chiefs guard got carted off in that game. He tore mm. tendons in both of his knees. Oh, no. And I saw that article. I'm like, oh, dude. That sucks. Uh, I feel for that dude for sure. Yeah, I, I figured you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's brutal. That that's a that's a little ugly. Um, but you know, one could, thing to do one one year, one the next, but to do them both at the same time. Yeah, ugh. dude, sucks. So, uh, but look, Derek Carr said he's going to enjoy it. He should, but that's the regular season, bro. It's a good win. Enjoy it for a day or two, and then get back to business, man. Mm-hmm. Get, back to the grind. Get back to the grind. But I mean, uh, he said he was sick of losing. Well, there you go. <laughs> there, there it is. Well, and I think we knew the Raiders were going to eventually right the ship because we know what type of coach Gruden is. And once he gets the right players in the places he wants, and everybody's buying into it, this is what we get. What is it? Is it spider wide banana or something like that? Was that Gruden's thing? <laughs> 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 but it, and it's great to see, I mean it's great to see that even though he was an old school coach in the sense that he's been he's still a good enough coach that it mm-hmm. that it can transcend the from the last time he won the he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens obviously the next time since you know let's be ballsy enough and do a Raiders like thing to do the victory lap because that really is a Raiders type thing to do sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like no nah, that's a bad idea man don't be lapping don't be lapping the stadium and your team bosses bro <laughs> although you know honestly it's a once in a lifetime experience isn't it yeah so <laughs> but l- really when you think about it this year there really is no home field advantage no for really anybody no, no there's not there's not. So the lot, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm impressed that, you know, somebody like you got Seahawks that the Chiefs, the the Saints, even though they were some of the loudest stadiums. Yeah, man, it's just one of those things where it's just it's definitely weird. It's been yeah, it's been a ride so far. <laughs> I just I just can't. I'm still I'm still kind of in shock. The Raiders pulled that out. I'm happy they pulled it out. I'm like, about <laughs> fucking time you lost, you bastards. But, you know. That's funny. <sighs> I still have, hey, I still hold some animosity from earlier in the year, all right? I, I, would, I, I would say that's evident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. You'll, you'll get there. You'll get it. You know, stay salty for another couple of years. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yo. Harsh. <laughs> Randy, uh, don't worry. At some point, my friend, that's right, Shannon, Randy will be able to let it go. That, not where I was going, but you know. the Oh, oh shake it off. Th- there we go. There it is. I was thinking going let it go. 
Well, I mean, it, it both work. Both work. Both work. Both are. You know what? That that's like a multiple choice. Que- you know, question where there's like two answers that are legitimate. And then it's C. Both A and B. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. It, it is. It is that one. Yeah. A and B. <laughs> Good call. We're getting, whoa, 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 whoa. What? what? Gotta give it to us, man. What you want? Let it go. You want to let it go? I thought you were going to let it go that you want to let it go. I guess not. Nope. Not going to let it go. <laughs> he's not drunk enough to let it go. No, no, he's not. First segment, man. We're Neither good. am I. <laughs> <laughs> it's early yet. At one, at tw- I was gonna say one forty. It's not one forty. It's twelve forty. We're doing great. We have like a whole segment out of the way before one a.m. That's fantastic. Thank God. That's very impressive. Uh, it is. That's what happens when Mark doesn't show up because he's playing Fallout Guy or something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I play Fallout. Playing guy. the Fall Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Whatever. Fall Guy. Fallout Guy. I was like, Fallout Guy. I was like, Justin, <laughs> we know all about that, dude. <laughs> fall, yeah, fall, fall guy, fall, fall guys. Let's get who it right. Was that who was that guy in the oh. NFL? Who said had the fall guy? Oh, uh, was that Chris Carter? Cart, yes, yes, right? yes it was. Yes, <laughs> gotta have a fall guy. Gotta have the fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, it worked for him. There it is. Fallout Boy. I wonder if they were Fall Guys for somebody. There it is. Yeah, Nickelback. No, no Nickelback. No, I'm saying they were Fall Guys for Nickelback. Oh, yeah, could be. I know, Nickelback takes a lot of shit. I will admit, I still like that song. Actually, come. Uh, that one? That, uh, Centuries? That's a fun song. That was fun. It's aged well. It's not not all those you know that kind of music ages well, but that one that one's still fun. What's that song? Fire or something? Fire! <clears throat> light them up! Light them up! Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah, it's That's fun. A- they they got yeah. There there's several tracks like that that are pretty good. But hey, look, uh, you, you know there was a point. Um, you know I know Mark somewhere along the line was cranking up Nickelback. I mean, I know it. <laughs> he can deny it, but somewhere along the line he he had was it Silver Side Up? Wasn't that their first album or their first big album? He was listening so. to that, yeah. Try listening to them and Good Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> what you need is let's what see, you need uh, is what you need is them to do a, a like a uh, a super band, and it's like Charlotte back, and then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it's, and then it, we just buy we just buy him tickets. Yeah, yeah, we just send him there by himself. <laughs> Because, you know, the tickets would be so expensive. Nobody has to be able to afford to go. Because of a bad beat. <laughs> it's a bad beat. We just have to have the bad beat, and then the punishment has to be yeah. he has to go to the concert with I, Lady Kravitz, Good look, Charlotte. Here, here's the Charlotte back. back. This is the Charlotte back. This is a preview of the Charlotte back Christmas special. Shaden, I will always thank you for finding this. Oh my God. 
That's brilliant. Yeah. It's, oh, the hound approves. <laughs> the hound always yes, approves. he does. <laughs> we, sports like, were approved. The hound approves. Every time. We all approve. <laughs> Got any ale? Yes, we have lots of ale. <laughs> Whew, anyway. Oh my All right, that That's one's going to take a lot of conversation. That's a lot of conversation. Yeah, we already did that game. Oh, we've actually covered a lot of stuff. Look so, at us. I know. We've, we've made good time We've <laughs> through the first hour, although we haven't really gotten to baseball, and we haven't really gotten we, – we got to put a bow on the uh, NBA Finals and talk a little bit of baseball. Although I got my, my shot in at Jose Altuve, so I'm good. I dropped a – I got – I even worked Donovan freaking McNabb into the podcast. <laughs> so, you know. Well, here, here's what you need to know: Braves lead the Dodgers two to one. Rays lead the Astros three to one. We're caught up. Okay. <laughs> We're caught up. <laughs> That's nice. Did you see? Like, there's there's a couple of really good like uh, sound bites like that, that have come out of some of the recent games, and they're awesome. One is the. Uh, the, the Dodgers Walker Bueller um, getting asked about his tight pants. <laughs> Did you hear I, this? I missed that. All right. So, dude, dude was – his name was trending on Twitter because somebody was like, what is he, sporting some, like, Lululemons and all kinds of – I mean, his pants were, like, extra tight. Like, <laughs> the yoga moms were like, tight pants, bro. Um, but this was, this, was, this was a legitimate question <laughs> that he got asked. Hey, Walker. Uh, Walker Bueller's pants were trending on Twitter tonight. Um, Pray another time or place, Michael. Thank you, Walker. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Did y'all not hear the audio? It, it was it was faint, but uh, he asked about the pants, and uh, I think Walker said, "Not the time or the place." Not the time, not the place. Did that one was just bizarre. Wow. Yeah, but those, those pants were snug as a bug in a rug, as uh, you, you you may say. You so may the old say. twig and berries were showing, huh? The old the old <laughs> the old twig and berries, yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe that was a browser thing. Maybe the audio wasn't coming through the right uh, right channel. I don't know. That's okay. I'll see if I can clean that up. Uh, by the way, Whitfield, let me ask you, man, how are the uh, how the Braves fans doing, bro? Did we lose Whitfield again? I think he's muted. <laughs> What's he looking at? Porn? I, I think he's hot. I'm looking at porn. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's nailing tailing? Well, I mean, I know you like midget uh, porn. Go ahead and finish well, that short off, and it's all good, man. All right, all right. Um, how are the Atlanta Braves fans doing? Yeah, They're yeah, all yeah. quiet asleep right now. <laughs> They're so depressed they went to bed early tonight. <laughs> all that long family stuff. They're all asleep. I don't want to hear it after the first, first inning. I was just walking by, going outside to smoke a cigarette, and Melissa would just look at me and say, "Shut up, dude." <laughs> Every time I go out smoke a cigarette, come back in, they'd have another run. I go out smoke out a cigarette, come back in, they'd have another run. It was like what the eleven runs in the first inning. That I mean, that's the that's the most run scored in a single inning in postseason history. Yes, it is. That's amazing. And look, let's be fair: the Dodgers absolutely had to show up in Game Three. Like that was absolutely bar none, period, 100% absolute, end of story, whatever, man. They're the first team to allow multiple 10 run innings in postseason history. And it's weird to think that both have been in the first inning. 
I know, right? It's, it's super bizarre. I mean, the Cardinals torched them. What was it? Uh, was that game five or whatever last year? Game in the, five. And, yeah. yeah. Just ridiculous. The Dodgers, had, they sent 14 hitters to the plate. But this Four- is the Braves. Yeah, I know. They always get to the championship um, um, championship games and I mean series and everything and get popped out. That's why they were so – oh, everybody's like, oh, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, they can win the division every year. Get them to the um, NL Finals. Get popped right out every year. Hey, man, look. They got that 10-run first inning out of the way early this year. Look at the bright side. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, though. The question becomes now: When does Kershaw pitch? Is Kershaw going to pitch tomorrow? Tomorrow, mm-hmm. because if Kershaw pitches tomorrow, I think they can tie it up. But they've got they got, Braves are going to have to figure it out because they can. It seems like they can only really between Anderson and Freed. Mm-hmm. Next game is going to be a bullpen game, so it's going to be the bullpen against Kershaw tomorrow night, possibly. So it could be very well end up being two and two. I've always said I thought this series would go seven. Well, it, you know what's what's funny is I had a couple of stats written down, and I thought it was wild. And of course, this has been blown out of the water. But correct me if I'm wrong, but it, I mean, the Braves have been pitching like champs, right? So they've been putting it together. I mean, they haven't had half their pitching um, staff for the season. I mean, they've had these two or three guys come up from the Triple A's yeah. who actually pitch very well. Like I mean, because wasn't their, their, their team ERA was sub one, wasn't it? Like through the playoffs. Yeah, through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, not yeah. obviously not talking about the regular season, but and they they were until game three undefeated in the playoff so far. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and the Kershaw factor is really interesting. And again, you know, I, I did this for Mark because I expected to have a baseball conversation with Mark, and he'd be like, "Oh my God, you were actually paying attention." Because he always likes to give me give me grief because I don't pay a lot. I don't really care about. I do not care about regular season baseball. I'm not gonna lie. I do not. I mean, you know, give me late season and I like the playoffs. But like one of the things is it was super interesting and, and Kershaw's huge in this is because the, the Braves, man, they got some serious numbers against the right-handed pitchers, right? That's yep. where they, they hit well. They have the majority of their their home runs versus the you know versus the righties. So think about how critical it is to get Kershaw to give them a couple of quality starts. Mm-hmm. Huge, yeah, huge. So but keep in mind. There's always a game in the playoffs. Kershaw gets his butt lit up. It's you can always you can mark it. It's almost it's a certified guarantee. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Well, I mean, if the Dodgers are going to be hitting like that, bro, he can give up some runs. Yeah, but Wright wasn't Wright wasn't Wright's had maybe four, maybe five starts Mm -hmm. this whole season between um, the end of the season and the playoffs. That's all he had. He's had like four or five starts. And he, I mean, he pitched. Um, he's pitched one game. And he pitched fairly well. The other mm-hmm. game, he he gave up some runs, but and then he just gets obliterated in this in this game. So it's a two man rotation right now for the Braves. Literally two men, Anderson and uh, Max Freed. All right. So l- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. How do the Dodgers win? How do the Braves win, and what can go wrong for these two teams? The Braves can win. I mean, their bullpen is probably the strongest in the um. Right, uh, they're a lot stronger than the um, Mets. I mean, the Mets. The um, 
shit. Shut well, up. <laughs> shut up. Drink some Man. more Pepsi, dude. It, yeah. It, it, it deep. No, he might want to cut down on the Pepsi, bro. <laughs> time, to, time to switch to milk. Um, deep thoughts. Eat shit, dwarf. The Braves need to keep it. Those pitchers in five to six, five, six innings, maybe 85 mm-hmm. to 90 pitches. If they can get it to the bullpen, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That bullpen is deep. And they've got an, uh, enough experience with, between Day, uh, Green, um, God, what's his name? I can't think of it. Um, but I don't got... know, let me look up the Mets roster and tell you. No, 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 oh, it's I... not on the Mets roster. If you, <laughs> if you want to pull up some of the names off the uh, the relievers, I mean, they got Tomlin. I mean, they are deep. Yeah. If they can keep these guys with the, without getting in trouble, I worried Wright was going to be their downfall. Mm-hmm. In the in the play in the playoffs, once he went up against the Dodgers, because Dodgers can they can hit you with small ball, they can come at you with power. I mean, Mookie's a, a twenty-five to thirty game. I mean, Homer um, guy, and he's sitting at the top of the rotation. You've got Bellinger, Muncie, Peterson, uh, Corey Seager. I mean, your five or six right there is probably one of the best in the in the league. And the um, Braves isn't too shabby. I mean, when you got Freddie Freeman hitting second. That says something, and then and then you got um, Ozuna, and the guy. I, I, I'm so mad now. Every time I hear him up to bat, Travis Arnod, that Randy we had at one point. You know, we thought he was going to be the goods. <laughs> well, he was a top prospect in the Blue Jays organization. So. Oh, I know. When he, wasn't he in the Syndergaard trade? It was him, Syndergaard, and they got R. A. Dickey. That's right. So I mean, so. The Dodgers, they can't let their um, bullpen implode. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen can get them in trouble. I don't. We don't know what's going to um, become of um, Kershaw. We don't. We can get good Kershaw. We can get back Kershaw. Well, see, the one thing that I'm curious about with the Dodgers, and I mean, look, the Braves got a lot of youth. You know what I'm saying? They both do. Yeah. Well, they do. But one thing that the Dodgers have that the Braves don't recently is big, fat, playoff monkey letdowns. Like, huge weight of expectations. I don't think... You know what I'm saying? Like, the Dodgers have a lot of weight from recent yeah. playoff failures of teams that had high expectations. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They got that. They got, they got a lot of monkeys on their back. I mean, you can say that Houston cheated. Sure. Then, I mean, the year before. I mean, and then Nationals... Nationals had their number. I mean, it's just been one thing or another. That's but, fine, but at some point, either you get over the hump or you don't. And so it's like, you know, I'm just there's a weight that comes with that. And there's a huge weight. Yeah, yeah. And, and plenty of people talk about them being oh, you're the best team in baseball, and that's great. But if you don't finish, you you can be the best team. But if you don't win, you don't win, bro. Their problem a lot during the playoffs has was that they couldn't. They could get if they could get um. So three and four guys could hit her, but they couldn't get anybody off right on the base. Mm-hmm. That's why they got traded for Mookie, and that's why they put um, pays paid him one hundred three hundred seventy five million over thirteen years. Touching, yeah. Drinks on Mookie. But, All right. Um, so it, how about this? How about this? How about y'all call your shots then, just for fun? Dodgers Braves. Braves and seven. Braves in seven. All right, Shannon, what you got for me, bro? 
Oh, man. Um, Dodgers and seven. I just, I think the experience, Braves are upstarts, and I think that they're at the beginning, and I think the Dodgers just, the ex- now, the problem is, is that the Braves bullpen is much better than the Dodgers, mm-hmm. but I think that postseason experience the last few years will might help them get through the tough parts of the series and yeah. ultimately put them to the World Series, so I'll just say Dodgers and seven. All right. Randy. Now, granted, I haven't watched a ton of playoff. Uh, playoff That's okay. Here, Just but, go with your gut. But I kind of agree with Shannon. Uh, I think because the, a lot of these players have been there, they know the pressures, they know what it takes to win and obviously lose since they've had some crushing defeats, mm-hmm. there's going to be a little extra something for them to want to get that rip that monkey off their back. So I'm going to go Dodgers in seven. I'll say this. If the Dodgers do not win the series, Dave Roberts is gone. I mean, doesn't he have to be? He has to be, right? They, they need a new. They would need a new skipper, or some. I mean, something because at this point, you've got Bueller, you've got Kershaw, you've got uh, Gingergard, you and and they've got guys, and they got another guy. I cannot think of his name down in um, AAA. Mm-hmm. They am. I mean, God, they've got so many ways they could beat you with the bats. I mean, and they're not hitting. I mean, they hit tonight, but I mean, it could be an aberration. Yeah. My, I, my thing is, is it's because of the year this was because of COVID and all that. I, I think a little grace for this, for this year, it would be acceptable. Now, if it were a full season and he, he lost, then I could see him getting DOS boot, but good old DOS I mean, boot. You know, of course, it's, it's October, man. It's, of course, it's DOS food time. Um, it's the asterisk this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think you give him DOS food this year. This whole year is an asterisk. This is the damn Houston Astros year, 2020. Asterisks. Well, the Houston Astros. <laughs> I would laugh if they came back and won in seven. Oh God! I mean, considering they're, they're, I mean, that's the first time I've ever seen a team under 500 in baseball make the ALCS or any LCS for that matter. But that's because of COVID baseball. COVID baseball. But damn, if, yeah, if somehow Houston ends up back in the world series after all the shit they went through because of their fucking cheating. Dang. Overcame a three zero deficit. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. See, we don't need to cheat to win. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, it, you know, what's kind of funny about it is is all the teams that have benefited from not having fans or have not benefited, like they lost their home field advantage. God bless. Is, is there any team that's probably benefited more from no fans than the Houston Astros? Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but realistically, if you had fans in the stands, they would be getting like rained upon with booze all the time. You're right. Yeah. And it, and it's it's a weird thing to you say. Yeah, the cameras. Well, right. It, 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 it's just it's just a weird thing to say, but realistically, they're catching a break. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not to you know. I don't know that there's any redemption for them this year, even if by some grace of the baseball gods or whatever that they happen to get through, and you know, <laughs> get to the World Series and win the thing. That's a big ask. Okay, <laughs> that's a big ask. But I I don't 
I don't know that anybody would be like, "Oh, Houston, good job." Like, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so, man. Well, I mean, their bats haven't been that good this year, and they're they've got no Van Verlander. Grinky's been is all dinged up. No Cole, no Verlander. No Cole, yeah, no Cole. I mean, so. But they do. I mean, but they like, hit grounders like to Altuve. He's throwing them in the yeah. ground like. But they McNabb. do. They do have Donovan McNabb working with Jose Altuve. So that like yes, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's They're a win. <laughs> that's a win. Tampa Bay, go ahead and just take them out, will you? Please, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, be like the Lakers. <laughs> five, five. Can three. I just want to know if if. Oh God, where are you going with this? That, well, I'm just saying, like, would it be better if the Astros or the Rays used this song? I just want to know. And Green Bay's might something say about that. Who's banging on the drum all day, man? You know, animal. <laughs> animal. <laughs> animal. Vintage. Vintage. Anyway, old school. That is old school. Uh, Altuve with the yips. <laughs> Karma yips. <laughs> Suck it, Altuve. <laughs> Go Tampa Bay. Go Rays. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only time you've ever, you'll ever hear me utter that in my entire life. Gritty, gritty Rays. <laughs> but yeah, why not? Yeah. Anyway, all right. That seems like a good time. We should take a break. We should mm-hmm. take. We should take a break. I need. I need to refill my beverage. We have some more football to wrap up. And, By the uh, way, Captain. Yeah. Did you see the the meme going around this week, or at least last week, of Yankee Stadium with the spirit Halloween <laughs> sign on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I that. that that one made me. Laugh. I thought that was great. I was like, man, that's dirty pool too soon. But I thought it was dirty great. pool, but it was well <laughs> dirty pool. But I, I, whoever did that, man, you you get a a you get an a for effort on that meme. Good job, good job. Oh, you know what? A quick RIPs. Uh, since we're doing baseball, my, my, it ties oh, in cleanly. Bro. Ties yes. in cleanly. Uh, two quick uh, or two RIPs for baseball. Uh, Whitey Ford. Yeah. Um, I laughed. I forget what comedian. It may have been Bill Burr on us. I, I don't know. Somebody made some joke about Whitey Ford. And they said something about uh, like he was old enough that like it was back in the time when people they could they could name somebody Whitey. <laughs> like I was like, man, that's crazy. But anyway, uh, oldest living player was the oldest living player in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he had a winning percentage of six ninety, so that, which is crazy in and of itself. Uh, yeah. But that was the best in the twentieth century of pitchers that won two hundred or more games. First of all, if you're getting into pitchers that won two hundred or more games, that's hell of company. Uh, but that that's an incredible win percentage. I really enjoyed listening to, I think it was uh, PTI, and I want to say it was Kornheiser, talking about all the ways that uh, Whitey Ford would doctor the ball up. <laughs> I thought that was great, man, uh, talking about those things. But uh, lifetime ERA of 275. He has several World Series records, uh, 33 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings, uh, 10 wins, and 94 strikeouts, and they all still stand. Wow. Which is incredible. So, rest in peace, Whitey Ford, uh, 1928 to 2020. Hell of a life, hell of a run. And we weren't, I wasn't around for that era of the Yankees, but like my big brother was. 
And so, and my big brother, two big brothers and big sisters, not my actual, like, by blood, by birth big brother, but I still call him my big brother. I've known him for like 30, you know, 30 some odd years. But he was a huge Yankees guy. Because people always say, well, how did you end up liking the Yankees? Well, I did because of him. and Because I watched baseball. You know, he's kind of like my dad. I mean, not my dad, but kind of like my dad, right? Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy? What does he do? It's not a tumor. But uh, anyway, that, that's where that came from. And but, but he was a lot for that. And I think it's interesting when you talk to people that, that grew up with and lived, lived with. And you, you know what I mean? Those that era of Yankees baseball and those players and those teams, the reverence they have for that era is incredible. And the attachment they have to those players is incredible, but hell of a life, hell of a career, hell of a job, rest in peace, Whitey. Uh, and then also Joe Morgan, another player with an, just a phenomenal career, five foot seven. For some reason, I thought he was bigger than that. Five foot seven, two time MVP, five time gold glover, ten time all star, clearly one of the you know, the greatest second baseman in, in baseball history in twenty two years. Big red major. machine. Big man. red machine, buddy. And you know, if if that's what she said, they make a cream for that. So just letting you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Woo! If, if, it's the, if it's the big red machine in the infield, man, you, you might want some lube, bro. Um, <laughs> not making it any better. <laughs> no, not really. Swing better, 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 better. Swing. Uh, but anyway, just I love hearing the stories and. Uh, about some of the, like the the old school guys, the old school players, and one of the things that's abundantly clear is not only the reverence for their career as players, but the reverence for who they were as men, yeah. and and their their post baseball careers and what they did and what they represented. And it's a shame. I, I mean, obviously, you know, at some point, the price of life is death. Period. End of story. Full stop. And what you hope is that it's a it's, it's a a wife well lived. Boy, that that really is a dangerous statement. Is a easy life, there? <laughs> no, no, man. <laughs> is a is a woo. is a woo? Do I really need another drink? I don't know. It, what you really want is a to be able to say a life well lived. <laughs> Oh, or a, and a wife well loved. There you go. Hey, uh, a li- hey. nice say. Yeah, that's that's what I really meant to say. A life well lived, and you can certainly say that about both of those men. Uh, but it, it's it we're in a tough stretch, man. I feel like we're just you know we're losing a lot of people. Whether it's you know World War II vets or you know some of these old you know sports players and legends. It twenty twenty's been bumpy, man. Um, but certainly raising the glass and respects to both Whitey Ford and Joe Morgan. Was somebody trying to play a song? <laughs> what was uh, that? It's probably Whitfield listening to porn. No porn. <laughs> Liar. I like music, be though. You like what? I like music, be though. I, I will tell you this, man. Yes. Like. You know, and you talk about the World War II guys. You know, yeah. my grandfather was one. We lost him a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, if you got family from that time, <clears throat> hug them, tell them you love them, give them a call. Because there ain't going to be too many left. No. 
Mm-mm. And I'm and I'm not talking about people born in the 1940s. I'm talking about the 1920s, 20s, yeah. 1930s. Give them a call, man, because they we wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, give them a call. Tell them you love them. That's right. You just never know. Hugs, man, not drugs. And remember, a wife well lived. <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. Not necessarily, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> a wife well dicked. Yes. Really? Oh. Really? Really? We really? There? Yes. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? Damn, we still record. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought you would already say. Oh, already... for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> You know what? We have we have waited a long time to have full fail horn fail. So you know what? This is the best way to go out of segment one right here. That's right. In the first segment with a full fail horn. Yeah, it is. All right. It's nice to know the fail horn fatties are making an appearance at the back end of the brew. Anyway, we'll 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 take a quick break. We'll come back and knock out the rest of the NFL. And uh, I guess a little NBA roundup. We glossed up LeBron probably sufficiently last week, so we don't need to do a bunch of that. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, we just do some wrap up stuff, uh, dance around a couple of other issues, just shut it down, enjoy one more beverage, and have a little fun. So sounds good. Uh, as always, we're the Sports Brew. We'll be, be back in just a moment. Uh, keywords are sports and brew. It's livesportscaster.com, dot com. Our home home feed on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, of course iTunes and a whole bunch of other services that have uh, thefted our stuff because hey, you know we're free. <laughs> what are you gonna do, man? I, that that feeds open, so I just want ears, ears and beers. That makes me happy. Uh, so anyway, we'll be back in just a moment. Stretch your legs. You might as well go get a fresh beverage yourself. We're an hour and a half. We're ninety minutes in, man. We're ninety minutes in. We know you need a beverage. We know. We do too. We need one. We do. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but uh, let's go ahead and get back on the stick and knock a couple other things out so we can hit wrap up a clock and uh, then peace out a clock, as we like to say. The season's crazy, and you know it's wild to me to think that on the same day we see Alex Smith actually take the field again, which I did not think was going to happen. Absolutely amazing. <clears throat> you know, look, his, his numbers weren't great. I get that. And that was an ugly game, bad weather, but I certainly didn't anticipate any of that. It's it's one thing to bench Haskins. Uh, of course, he had a stomach bug or whatever was going on as so I was not at the stadium. That was weird. Don't know if that was a little bit of cover for him. And that's Ky- a lot of cover. That's a lot of cover. And Colin, you know, Allen just got absolutely lit going uh, to the sideline there. But I, I, there was really no scenario that I expected to see, to see Alex Smith do anything other than take a knee and lo and behold and look you guys know I I don't typically watch football live so you know on Sunday I mean I have the DVR going I'm doing stuff around the house and usually about three o'clock or so I will pick up the games and start zipping through them but somebody told me that Alex Smith was in the game and I was like you got to be kidding me and so I didn't even watch the the front half of the Redskins, I didn't care. I just went ahead and turned it and just turned it on live and then rewound to see what happened. And 
I, I was like, I have to see this. Because there's a part of me that was like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe he's actually on field again, which is incredible. You know, what that man has gone through um, with the injury, the very real threat of losing his leg and having it amputated entirely, 17 surgeries, all the infections, all the rehab, all the work that he had to do just to save his leg, uh, and his doctors, obviously, uh, but to save his leg to rehab and to have some normalcy for whatever that's worth coming back from that kind of injury to resume his life. How many people are like, dude, just walk away, leave the game, be done. Goodbye. Retire. Hang it up. I mean, if he could walk away, that would have been great. (laughs) Yeah. But to see him actually, you know, go out on the field and there he is under center. It was incredible. Amazing. It was absolutely Incredible. Incredible, And uh, look, I know the game results weren't there. The statistics were not pretty. The the whiffs, er, the football team, the Washingtons, the Washington Washingtons, clearly outmatched by the uh, Rams. But that that was an incredible moment. And, you know, I don't know what the future holds for him. Obviously, they're going to roll Kyle Allen back out there, and, and that's the guy. But and it would have been, you know, it would have been nice to have a little bit more production or to to get the win, but to simply be able to go back out on field and compete and play is phenomenal. Well, Give, given I, given what he went through, what that injury was, and what he went through, and yeah. look, his wife said she felt like she was gonna going to vomit. And I believe it. it oh, absolutely. You know, it's incredible for his children to see him get back out there. Uh, again, the results weren't great, but that's... I mean, when you give an Aaron Donald a piggyback ride... Dude. And Aaron Donald gives you a compliment. I know. I, dude, I know, man. It, like, Aaron Donald was... You know, it, it, when you do the lip reading, it looks like, like Aaron Donald... At the, yeah, after Alex Smith gives him the piggyback ride, carries him around a little bit. Like, it looks like Aaron Donald says, like... That mother effer's leg is strong, <laughs> you know, in there. Um, but when he when he was taking that first hit, I'm like, oh my god, please be okay. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Same, like, and same. I think a- anybody that's an NFL fan, uh, regardless of whether you like Alex Smith, regardless of whether you you know give two craps about uh, the Washington football team, his story alone is is just incredible, and the comeback is incredible, and. You know anything that 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 happens that's good production or a win is icing on the cake. But to save his leg, to be able to get back and take some snaps under the center—that's the story. To actually get back on the field as an NFL quarterback—that's the story. And maybe not the ideal conditions for that to have happened. But did just you, did just you watch incredible. halftime <clears throat> just, of the Fox guys? I zipped through a lot. I really just watched him on field. But the all the reactions were just incredible of the limited stuff that I saw in the halftime. It's just like, just, you know, just amazed. I mean, Terry Bradshaw was all of us going like, are, are you sure you need to be out there? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't like that he's out there. Like, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it, it was, he, he had all the anxiety and, and yes. straight hand was just like, relax, chill, you know, it'll be okay. It straight and cracked the joke on Bradshaw. Like I have anxiety when you read the teleprompter, like <laughs> like trying to put it back on him. But like funny. Terry Bradshaw was all of us going, dude, 
like just don't get hurt just don't re-break your leg because yeah. we know what you've gone through just to get back yeah and i can't uh, i can't believe it was like all right all right aaron donald strap up buddy i've been doing my leg presses let's go <laughs> I, I will say this if uh you know the rumors are true coming out about haskins and you know him not being fully committed and things like that i, I think it was a genius move by rivera putting alex smith in the game to say hey this guy almost lost his leg and he's dying to get back out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to get your shit together and uh, figure it out. Well, it, it's a maturity argument and you know the, the that organization's track record, certainly the last 15, 20 years is, is not very good. There's been a lot of organizational backstabbing, infighting, toxic culture. There's, there's just a lot. Um, that's happened there. And a lot of people have tried to come in and write the ship without a lot of success. You know, Gibbs arguably did, did a good job, you know, particularly when you look at that roster, he did a pretty damn good job with what that roster was. And then undergoing, you know, dealing with the aftermath of Sean, Sean Taylor's murder. But I mean, it's, it's been a rough go, you know, and I, I believe in Ron Rivera. Uh, I hope that he's given enough time. Uh, both by the organization and then by his own health to be able to write this ship. And I don't know what Haskins' future is. None of us do. You know, you got rumors floating around now about they're trying to trade him. Nobody's nobody's been receptive to that. Is he? Is he? Are they going to cut him? And it's a shame. What I do hope for Haskins because he does have arm talent is is take a step back and learn and grow and grind and w whatever is happening with the preparation or the little things or th there's something you know there's clearly something going on that Rivera is not happy about because th that that he's he's he played and he'll take bullets for his players if you do the things you're supposed to do if you do the things he asks you to do, he will he will take all the shots for you. He'll take the blame. He'll take the heat. But accountability is a, is a huge thing with Rivera. And maybe it's a bad fit. There's a lot of maybes and variables and coulda, woulda, shoulda. All that stuff is floating around. But clearly there's something. And there's a lot of people that have weighed in. I mean, Mike Shanahan, who clearly doesn't have any love loss for this organization. Neither does Kyle, for that for that matter. <laughs> um, but talked about, you know, when something like that happens, it's usually because a player isn't doing the little things right. And so you just you circle back to player maturity, preparation. And you have to be careful because with an organization that has a history of backstabbing and infighting and and leaks and rumors and all kinds of rigmarole coming out. At least they didn't mispronounce his name. At least they still get his name right. <laughs> um, so that <laughs> that counts for something. But you have to take it with a grain of salt. But clearly there's something that's not right. And whether or not he can figure it out and grow and get there, maybe it won't happen with the Washington football team. But, you know, there's other there, there, there have been players that have had issues where it's just their first stop it's not their last stop. Their first stop is just part of their journey in the NFL. Yeah. 
and part of their their maturation process and their growth process. And unfortunately, sometimes players have to take some really hard lumps early. And sometimes they have to get cut or they have to get traded or they have to, you know, just kind of have a big boatload of fail uh, as part of their learning curve and as part of their process to figure it out. But all the chatter, all the rumors, if the third string quarterback that wasn't promised anything that was, you know, desperate to, you know, and dedicated, I shouldn't say desperate, but so dedicated to the possibility of playing again that he outworks you as the starting quarterback. That says something about you, right? Yeah. Why aren't you working with Alex Smith to be better? Was it you and I was talking to that was saying he was there before Haskins and he was leaving after Haskins? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of rumors and chatter and stuff floating around, but um, clearly there were some veterans and some other players in that locker room that, based on some of the stuff coming out that weren't happy with how Haskins treated a lot of things, talking about his own stats when they would lose. Dude, good job you got 300 yards, but guess what? They're meaningless stats. You got your ass kicked. Why are you, why are you patting yourself on the back over a 300-yard game? Y'all got housed, you know? And what what's all the other stuff that you're doing to grow and to get better and to learn from your mistakes? And that that's where those questions are. And I hope that Haskins can put it together. Um, I would imagine that's he, he's got some tough sledding ahead of him if it's going to be there. I mean, he'll have tough sledding if it's going to be anywhere, but he's going to have some real tough sledding under Rivera. And he's going to have an opportunity to figure it out, but I just it's not going to be on the field for right now. Well, he's had, what, probably – how many games did he play last season? Maybe four? Uh, we'd have to go back and, and look at how many games he actually played in. He had a couple of moments, and he had some moments this year, but it, it's it's situational football as part of that, right? And knowing, but, I mean, you look at I mean, I mean his, his the thing about what people were saying about him coming in. He had one year as a starter at Ohio yes. State. Rob still a raw prospect, but had great arm arm talent. Mm-hmm. Arm- so uh, arm talent can get you, but so far. When he, like you're saying, he's not doing the little things, the little things, the progression. That, you that's see no, that, you see no progression from him. Not from, enough. And under under Rivera, that ain't gonna fly. No. No. And like you're saying, he's sitting there patting his. I mean, oh, I threw 300 <laughs> yards and had two touchdowns against Baltimore. Yeah, but you threw through through three picks too. Okay, I mean, he, I think he's out of Washington. High probability that, that that he's done, but you know maybe he can salvage that. I think a lot of that's really up to him and how he handles this and what he learns yeah. from it and gets from it. Right, and, and and you know, in on some level, this is Rivera giving him an opportunity to right the ship. And you know, and he's not starting another game this season. Doubtful. I'd say that that's highly unlikely. I think they will. It will be. Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. Uh, I doubt we see. I doubt we see see Haskins on on field again this year. I'd be surprised. Now I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's the end of him in DC. And I'm empathetic. At the same token, you know, people were all lighting up Tom Brady for yelling at people on the sidelines and then forgetting what down it was. Mistakes mm-hmm. happen. Okay. 
Yeah, but look, <laughs> this is Tom Brady. This is well, right. But the, the point the point of that is be accountable. You know, be accountable to these things. And look, I, I think Brady is an incredible. He, he's a phenomenal. His legacy is set. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. Most people are going to consider him the goat. And if they don't, he's right in. He's at the forefront of that table with Montana and a couple of other people. Okay, and he, he's old enough that people are going to be like, "Well, you know, Father Time gets us all." Uh, but the idea is being accountable, and that's something that Haskins has to. He's got. He just has work to do for the as as far as the maturation of his career and his maturation as a professional and as a leader. And if there's holes in his game and holes in his preparation, uh, and you're making similar mistakes repetitively, and you know, look, it, it, if if you're supposed to throw it into the end zone and you check down and pad your stats, but you get nothing out of it, well, you didn't do anything but pad your stats. No. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, throw it away, <laughs> throw it through the end zone if you have to, but throw it into the damn end zone. <laughs> it, it's just tough. So I hope that he can piece it together and figure it out. It's probably not going to be in D.C. And I think Rivera is willing to eat that. And if Snyder and this organization give him enough rope to mold the organization, then you're going to have some hiccups like this. Look, Gruden didn't want Haskins. I think that was abundantly clear. Gruden didn't want that guy. And I don't even know that Rivera wants that guy. No. Doesn't feel like it. but And maybe that's an unfair shake to Haskins. But... This is part of the NFL life, you know. There's plenty of there's plenty of players that have been taken drafted very highly that haven't done well, and they run you out of there. Green one and Daniel Jones. Well, that well, ship has sailed. And the perfect example right there with that what you just mentioned would be Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Oof. Recent context, drafted highly, but mm-hmm. you know they. they, they Clearly, they didn't think he had whatever it is, and you know the coach wants to get his guy, which he did. And Rivera is going to want to get his guy, which he will or he will attempt to. And it doesn't feel like Haskins is that guy. Suck for Lawrence. Well, yeah, t- uh, the Jets for- and the Giants got that. Well, no, not the Giants. The Giants have so many needs. I guess it really it depends on what you know what Judge thinks of 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 Jones. I, I mean, he's not their biggest issue, but no. I don't know that he's the answer. Um, part of that equation is: Are you going to pay these guys? Are you going to keep them and pay them? And that's a tough thing to commit to. And look, this division is terrible. The NFC East is terrible. And suck tails. Woo. I mean, this division sucks, dude. <laughs> like legitimately. So somebody has to win it by default. Somebody's coming out of this damn division and going into the playoffs. They might wish they could leave them outside the bubble and maybe run them up and just get them the hell out of there. <laughs> you know, they might, but somebody's going to win this division and you know, nobody's that good. Nobody's that strong. Carson Wentz hasn't looked the same post knee, you know, post leg injury, post knee injury. He hasn't been the same guy. No, he hasn't. Um, you know, and and I was saying earlier, it, it's wild to think that the day we see Alex Smith comes back on field, you know, Dak Prescott has just this grotesque right ankle compound fracture dislocation, 
And, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but, you know, one of the things I try to explain to people these days is while I have my rooting interests um, and I still have my fandom, like, I don't I don't root for injuries, number one. And I separate out the team and the flag or the, the laundry, if you will, from the people. And what I like are good. I love great football games. I love compelling football stories. And I love... You know, seeing a, you know players develop and overcome and lead and and do great things, um, and there's a lot that goes into that. And while I don't think we've certainly had plenty of conversation about Dak Prescott, but his career arc has been a fantastic story, football story, and he's had some very unfortunate things that have happened to him and around him in his life. He seems to be a, a really positive guy. Um, and a good dude. I'm not, you know, I, and that's based on, you know, media stories and whatever, but he's one of those guys when, and again, I wasn't, you know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of live football, but because I was watching a Redskins game, I was paying a little bit more attention to what was going on. And when, you know, the chat started popping up about him being hurt, I was like, what? And so obviously I wanted to see what had happened. And, you know, I felt so, I felt so bad for Dak Prescott. Oof. Right, just seeing that happen, and I think part of it is because of what happened to Alex Smith, and knowing how hard that is as a player, you know, to go through that. But then, what you hope for a when it's when it's a a person that seems to do a lot of things right, and you like them as a person, even if you don't like their team, but you like them as a person, and like. Dak Prescott to me is one of those guys that you go, well, I don't like the Cowboys, but you know, Dak seems like a good dude and and he's had a, he's had some tough cards dealt to him. Uh, he's been durable. You had all the dialogue about, you know, what his contract would be. They're playing the franchise tag game with him now. I know some people are pissed at Jerry Jones because they haven't locked him up and, you know, financial security and all that stuff. And they can certainly argue about that. I mean, he is making $31.4 million this year under the franchise tag. He'll make a butt-ton of money next year under the franchise tag. No, he doesn't have long-term security, but he's going to make a ton of money. Um, Here's the kicker. Let me interject real quick. Yeah, sure. And this is one of the points I actually wanted to bring up tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of hearing people like Ryan Clark, and as much as I love him, Stephen A. Smith, compare this crap to the whole contract in the past couple of days to Romo. Well, Romo got his money and everything. Romo wasn't asking for 35, I mean, to be the top five uh, um, paid quarterback. After that contract, he was barely even top 10. Yeah. And that, I, but, and the thing about it, you know who should be pissed, you know what, who should be pissed? Dak. Because he said, I listened to my damn agent who told me, hold up, we we can we can get more. Because I really think, I almost wanted to, because I probably haven't said this much, I really think his agent was trying to tell Dak, you can get top three quarterback money. You can get that um, that four-year deal. They yeah. were dug in. and They were dug in. Dallas was dug in. And I'm like, go ahead, sign the damn five-year deal. Because if you're doing good on that contract, they're going to scrap it anyway. And if you have fat or new contract the next time around. Well, one of the things that's tricky with a team like Dallas is that if you are the star, if you're a star with Dallas, you know what you are? Marketable. And you have the opportunity to make a lot of money off field. And, you know, it's it's fair criticism to wonder. I don't know who drove that decision. Um, 
And clearly, quarterback money has gotten ridiculous, and Patrick Mahomes will help push it to another level of ridiculousness. But with, you know, the pandemic stuff, what's happening in the leagues, what's currently that there could be downward, realistic downward pressure on the salary cap. Could it have been better to go ahead and take that? Yeah, but at the same token, you're also going to play the 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 uh, franchise tag game. Cousins did it beautifully and made yeah. a lot made a lot of money, and then you know got got his deal with Minnesota, and he structured it differently, and that clearly has played the franchise tag game this year. Um, if you wanted long term, obviously the injury didn't help, <laughs> isn't going to help that, but he he's going to make a ton of money next year. Because they can't let they can't let they can't let him walk. I mean, he can't walk right now anyway. But they can't let him walk, right? No, I mean, no. I know that's a bad joke. Sorry. No, yeah. I was gonna see if somebody caught that. Bring out the gimp. Too soon. Hashtag too soon. I mean, he's gonna get thirty-seven point five. Yeah. So I mean, for two in in two years, in in two years, he's gonna make sixty-eight million. Believe me, that's pretty good, right? That's good money. Right. Yeah. Well, he already makes a lot of money just from doing advertising and things like that. And didn't in he, Texas did, didn't he take himself. over? Didn't he take over like the yogurt stuff from Cam Newton? Yeah. Probably. Then he does the three sixty bids. Yeah. The chunky noodle soup. Chunky. Chunky yeah. noodle soup. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll have, he'll have, he'll have some some good rest. He'll need that sleep number bed or whatever he's got going on. Dude, I want to give me one of them. Uh, I slept on one a couple weeks ago. I absolutely hated it. I've, I've heard you either love them or hate them. I hated it because it. Uh, I guess I needed to. Uh, well, I didn't adjust it enough, but it kept deflating. Like it was so weird. Mm. So uh, anyway, clearly I don't know my own sleep number. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Look, it, it, at the end of the day, people are going to argue about his contract, what he's worth, what they should do, how, you know, how they should reward him, etc. I believe this. I think that it's clear, given the reaction of that team, given the reaction of the players, that Prescott is not only their quarterback, Prescott is an absolute leader of of that team, on field and off field. Did you uh, just channel your inner o, uh, T.O.? <laughs> yeah. Get, get your popcorn ready. That's his, that's his quarterback, man. That, that is his quarterback. quarterback man. That's his that's quarterback. quarterback, man. You know, seeing him in tears, seeing the players rally around him. I mean, that, you know, see, seeing Jason Garrett go over, and uh, we can make fun of Garrett, sure. But you know, Garrett went over there to, to check on him. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a terrible break for Prescott. It's a terrible break sure for him, uh, both literally and figuratively. But it is clear that he is a leader of that team, and that the weight of that injury resonates across not just the locker room. But the fan base. So for all the stuff that people may argue about, the things that they don't like, it's clear that his growth as a player, as a person, as a quarterback, and what he had done so far this season. Look, Dallas's problems this year were not about Dak Prescott. No. Their defense sucks. <laughs> Their defense is terrible. Their defense is atrociously bad. But I mean Prescott, what he had four hundred fifty passing yards in like <laughs> like the last three games, like each of the last three games. I mean the dude yeah. was 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 rolling, and the offense was doing some nice things. Their their defense is terrible, terrible. But in between, you know, all the guff that he got over the course of the summer talking about depression, and I still can't believe 
to skip Bayless. Just terrible take. Just terrible take. Shocking. Uh, yeah, I know. Shocker. Um, you know, clicks and hits, I guess, is what you get for that stuff. I, I hope that, that Dak recovers well and is able to get back on field. Is it the same, you know, level of injury as, you know, Feisman or, you know, Smith? No, probably not. But it's still severe. It's still ugly. And I I just hope that he heals well and can get back on field um, and that we see him resume his career. Uh, I hope that they lose plenty of games. <laughs> I hope that they lose frequently and never win the NFC East and flame out in the playoffs if they make it. But I hope that Dak Prescott is healthy and gets back on field. Same. I do. I really do. He, he, he's good. He's good for the game. He's good yeah. for that team. And good for your fantasy team. I, he's I, good for my fantasy yeah. team. You know. I won't necessarily root for the Cowboys to win, but I will root for Dak Prescott the person. And yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. You know, and, and if you can't separate that out, that's a you problem. You know yeah. what I'm saying? True story. <laughs> and like I said, like I still have my fandom, but and, and I, I root for certain outcomes, but I don't root against I don't root against like players that I that I respect or, or that I you know wish good things for. I, I can't imagine rooting against Alec, against Alex Smith recovering. I can't imagine rooting oh. against Dak Prescott recovering. Um, oh, so you know, it was great to see Smith back on field, and it will be great to see Dak, Dak Prescott. Uh, back on the field again and I hope that that happens and I hope that he can resume his career and you know you know light it up again I do um so here look you know what I can't believe I'm gonna do this I'm gonna drop a salute clock to Dak freaking Prescott and Alex Smith I, I'm gonna add Alex Smith because you know I, I can't just make it about a cowboy uh but look a salute <laughs> I know that's terrible salute clock brother I've got myself a very tasty Jack and Coke mm-hmm I'm using uh Schmoyer's mug because uh I left my Yeti in the fridge last week as I stayed up till three thirty and I put it in the fridge and I haven't taken it out of there. So I was like, Well, I don't feel like cleaning it tonight. I'm gonna borrow the wife's Yeti. Why not? <laughs> so I'm drinking out of hers. Uh Randy, I know I, I, I know you don't have anything tonight because you're in recovery mode. I got some uh, high quality H two O. High quality H two O. Shannon, what you got, brother? I uh, rock the uh, Fine Creek Brewing Oktoberfest. Quality. And the Steam Bell uh, Tiramisu Stout. Nice. Ooh, that sounds tasty. And uh, Whitfield, what do you have? Uh, Pepsi? Milk? He's not even there. <laughs> He's not even there. <laughs> so, okay, uh, if I may be so bold, would, is it safe to say that for this year we have Alex Smith as comeback player of the year and that next season will probably be Dak? Let's hope so. I think the sentimental pull will be certainly be for Alex Smith. Regardless of what happens as far as record or stats, I think for anybody that watched the documentary <laughs> or is familiar with the story, um, to do what he did, to rehab the way that he did, to get back on field. And they're a bad team. Let's not kid ourselves. That's not a good football team, man. It's not. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, I, I would imagine he is, is right in the thick of it. Uh, for comeback player of the year, because that's that's a group that's just a grotesque injury, and I don't know how close he was to losing his leg, but he was close enough. So, yeah, Dak, yeah, Dak and and Alex is to your continued recovery and your football future, and us making fun of both of you for some reason on the sports brew, and that's when we know we're back to normalcy, right? <laughs> when we can roast you appropriately. 
<laughs> it's crazy to think in the short time amount of time for this for this year's NFL season, how many high profile names we have lost for the season. A ton. Yeah. A ton, man. I don't think I've ever really seen anything like this in pre in really in my life where it just seems like every single week one or more big names just keep going dropping and it's just it's just I can't believe it. Well, football can be a cruel deal, man. I, and God bless. I don't know how on how on earth Josh Norman isn't going to be on IR after getting completely stiff armed into oblivion oh. by by Derrick Henry. Jo- Josh Henry just flew by my house. <laughs> you know. Uh, and by the way. The Titans were down, I believe, eight starters, and they still beat the ever living shit out of the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. And I will tell you right now that I completely underestimated the Tennessee Titans coming off of the Rona roller coaster by. I overestimated the Bills and I underestimated the Titans. But Derrick Henry stiffed armed Josh Norman so viciously. Norman is probably in like self quarantine just from <laughs> Derrick Henry, man. <laughs> I mean, that's if I remind me of what Kittle was doing to some guys last season. I was like, so that was just damn impressive. Yeah. And let's be honest, uh, I I think we all know what the Titans did with the buildo they probably found on the field. <laughs> they shoved it right up. They shoved it right up there. <laughs> there, er, some orifice. The Titans, by the way, were six for six in the red zone versus the Bills. Now, when you're a team that's supposed to have a good defense, you can't be you can't be coughing up six for six in the red zone to no. your opponent. Tannehill had plenty of time to throw. Yeah, I, I mean the Titans straight up beat Buffalo's ass. You know, it just they knuckled up, they dropped the hammer on Buffalo, man, and uh, they, they were still down a lot of players. So, you know, I I think the Titans are on a bit of a mission, and I know a lot of people thought they're you know when they knocked Baltimore out last year that was a fluke thing. I got to tell you, man, I think the Titans are going to be in the thick of it all freaking year, man. Yeah. Um, and Mike Vrabel, out of all out of all the people that have come from, you know, Belichick and have branched out, whether it's players or coaches, Vrabel might be like, he's looking like he might be the best of that lot. <laughs> uh, it's, cert- it's certainly not dude in Detroit, I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, that team is taking on his personality, and that's what yeah. you, that's what they should always be when you have a good head coach. They take on that type of personality. They're just a hard, physical team that they just don't give a fuck. They're going to run you over. Well, it, it's not just that, right? I mean, you, you consider the challenges the Titans faced. You know, not having practices, not having the same kind of preparation, all the COVID stuff. I mean, they rolled up, and maybe it's 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 maybe that's like simplicity of just raw power football but they limited the bills they you know they 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 were gonna make josh allen and that bills off like grind it out you know what i'm saying like take away the stuff they like to do you're gonna have to grind this out you're gonna have to grind the whole damn game and they couldn't do it couldn't do it so that's not that's not only an attitude game that's preparation that's execution and that's attitude you know what i mean like there, there's layers to that and that's that's very belichickian right we're gonna oh, yeah. do what we need to do to win you can you can have pretty stats all you want <laughs> right and that right but dwayne you, haskins but you don't get the w in that right dwayne haskins and that right kirk cousins <laughs> well, lord knows i watch enough primetime games with kirk cousins any pretty stats take for a knee take, take a knee 
Oh Jesus! How many primetime games did he did he just eat it, eat some ass from the New York Giants? Just awful. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, there, there was there was so much ass eating. It should have been a porn channel for Mark. Damn. Um. <laughs> yeah, the Titans' defensive line just gave Josh Allen fits, mm-hmm. and he could never get comfortable. He made a. The thing is, is his receivers didn't help him out. They dropped a lot of passes, a lot of catchable balls that they should have uh, hauled in. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to give credit to those defenders, too, because there was a lot of passes that the defenders came in and just hit him just right where the ball just popped right out. Did what they needed to do. And, and again, that that's a mark of a, a prepared that, – that's an attitude game. That's an execution game. I mean, that's just – you know, I think Tennessee is going to – you know, they're, they're here. One way or the other, man, they're here, and they're going to try to take you to the woodshed. And you better be ready for it. Um, they're going to be prepped. Uh, they've got some big play people. They've got some defense. They got some run. I mean, Derrick Henry's an absolute beast, man. Like, you know what it's you need. Monster. You know what you, you know what you need is is Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf. Good God! And I mean, like, can you you know what you, can you imagine DK Metcalf throwing a block for Derrick Henry? I mean, J- Josh Norman might have been knocked all the way to Spain over a bull. It would have been completely ridiculous. Oh, Smokey! Smokey just called. <laughs> Derrick Henry and DK Metcalf if they were working in tandem I think this would be the audio clip you got knocked the fuck out man give me my goddamn money <laughs> <laughs> that my friends hashtag facts true story alright well it's getting late we need to start wrapping this bad boy yeah. up uh, for sure um, I will say I was uh, I did not expect the Bears to beat the Bucks. I still think it's funny that you know you had Brady holding up his hand like up oh, fourth down. Um, the reason I bring that up again now is because I think it's hilarious that he ended up tweeting a meme essentially for LeBron James after the Lakers deliver and and bring him the chip. <laughs> and he had a he had a meme where it was like LeBron's head on you know holding up the the four. I thought that was kind of a hoot. Uh, but I, I'm still surprised. I don't know how much that really means for the Bears uh, or what it really means for the Bucks. I, I hate Thursday night football. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I hate Thursday night football. I think you get weird results. Um, At least we don't have it this week. No, we don't have it this week. But I think you get strange results and you get strange games um, and weird things happen in Thursday, Thursday night football. I just don't think it's it's. Consi- I just don't think it's good football. It's weird enough to have Tuesday football, right? It's strange. But Thursday Night Football, I don't like. I don't know how much that really means for much of anything. But, you know, Brady never lost to Chicago as a member of the Patriots. Obviously, you had the storyline with Foles again. But, you know, eh. I figure they'll be okay. And he probably won't forget it down again this season. <laughs> probably not. And when given the chaos of the division in general, I mean, Tampa's in prime position to actually Tampa's gonna be good. win it. Yeah, Tampa's going to be fine. Kudos to the Texans, by the way, uh, for actually winning a game. Hallelujah. Good job. Good job, good effort. Good job, good effort. Granted, it was against the Jaguars, but uh, the game, a win's a win, man. Uh, The Texans, uh, oh, the Colts didn't beat the Jaguars, did they? Oh. Oh, uh, we didn't. Sorry. Uh, uh, the, interceptions. The, the Texans gained 486 yards and forced and recovered two fumbles. All right. Good job, good effort on that. And uh, it was good for Romeo Cornell. Uh, Texans beat the Jaguars uh, thirty to fourteen. Cornell was is <laughs> became the oldest head coach to ever win a game in NFL 
history. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize he was that old. He, he's old. I know he's been around a while, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's some fun factoid. The Jaguars uh, made NFL history by losing three in a row to winless teams. Oh, God. Damn. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yay, Yikes. Yay, Jacksonville. Woo. Uh, also, I'll raise a glass real quick to uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers, man. Uh, I tell you what, Rule has done a good job down there. And, Randy, uh, you better play Robbie Anderson. You might as well just put him at, at least put him in at wide receiver tight end on your fantasy team, bro. Um, I but played him. It, yeah, it's good to see Bridgewater after that injury. And I, I didn't have any expectations for Carolina this year. I thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. Oddly enough, they were 0-2 with Christian McCaffrey back there, and they're now 3-0 without him, which is very weird. Um, and I regret not waiver claiming Mike Davis now. <laughs> Cause... I, I think the reason for that is, is because teams have to focus. You know, They were solely focused on stopping McCaffrey. Now you have to, play, you have to game plan differently. You've got to... Yeah. I mean, Bridgewater's showing some mobility that we never really saw in previous seasons, so we know he's getting healthy, and we know he's healthy. Yeah. And these guys, these receivers are just stepping up. And, I mean, we knew Robbie Anderson was a good receiver. Even He was a good deep threat. We knew that. Right. But the fact that he's just popping off, him and Bridgewater have a good connection. And Mike Davis, I mean, for, for as long as he's been a backup, the fact he's finally getting the chance to – Shining a little bit here. It is I good mean, for him. It's being, great. A, being a true professional right mm-hmm. there. Waiting his chance, and he was ready, and he's taking it. Hold on, let me see if I, there, there was something that was kind of like super rando, and I think he was teasing um, Teddy Bridgewater because like his nickname came out. Like they call Uh-oh. him Milk Dud or something. I mean, they were playing around. Because Mike, they, you know, I mean, there's certain players that are just like, they've been through it, like like Fitzpatrick earlier. is like, yeah, y'all say what you want. You argue about what you want, whatever. Uh, I think Mike Davis is pro- strikes me as he's probably the same way because he realizes that, you know, hey, just go out there, do your thing, and let people argue and yell back and forth and, and debate all of it. And it doesn't mean really much of anything to you as long as you handle your business and, you know, you, you, your, your team does well. If that's what you get, you're happy, you're good, and you and you roll on and appreciate the moment. Yeah, there it is. Running back Mike Davis says he has to get back at Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater for revealing his nickname is Milk Dud. Quote, I've got to find something for him. I might have to talk about his haircut or something. I can't let him get away with that. I didn't say it was a good story, but it is funny if, if your nickname is Milk Dud. That is super rando. I'd like to know why his nickname is Milk Dud, or maybe we don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't want to know. Yeah, maybe, we don't want to know. Maybe we don't actually want to know that. That's uh, potentially a true story. But, uh, the, you know, the Panthers, you know, handled the, Vi- excuse me, the Vikings, uh, the Falcons. And the Falcons, dude, they were a disappointment last year. They were a shit show this year. So Dimitrov and, and Quinn, man, they got Doss Boot. They're out of there. Um, so they're full on rebuild mode, man, and they got to figure out what they're going to do with Ryan and a lot of these players, a lot of that team. So I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how bad the Falcons are. Yeah, I thought I was hoping. You know, I shouldn't say hoping, but I figured last year was just an aberration. But at some point, it's not. It's who you are, and unfortunately, the Falcons under Dan Quinn have never recovered from twenty-eight to three. Ever. 
which is ever, uh, ever, ever, ever. Matt Ryan doesn't look right. The team doesn't look right. I mean, you know, it's a shame to have to eat it at that point, but losing the way they've lost the issues that they have, the, I mean, they got cap issues, the way the team has been structured. It's just, uh, they want to Something. blow that thing up. I know. Trade for draft pieces. They're going to have to. I, I, <laughs> I don't know who they're going to move and all, all that rigmarole, but I, I think they're staring at a full-on, you know, maybe not a fire sale, but they're going to have some work to do. They're going to have to move some stuff and try to get some picks and uh, go from there. But, look, let's uh, let's let's wrap up with uh, the NBA Finals, and uh, we'll raise a glass to LeBron James, who – Lord knows we've given some grief to over the years, and the media loves to give that dude shit because uh, it, it gets clicks, it gets people yelling and talking and all the stuff. And quite frankly, look, um, understand whether it's politics or sports or whatever. Uh, part of the angle with media outlets and certain personalities is either to piss you off <laughs> or to get you talking. And if they manage to do one, great. If they manage to do both. They are Fantastic. in heaven. <laughs> if yeah. they get you pissed and they get you talking or tweeting or typing or responding, they've done their job really well. Uh, LeBron James is an incredible player. We we glossed, you know, we certainly glossed him up a lot last week, and that's really an acknowledgement of what his basketball career is. And we can nitpick certain things. You can do that with anybody and everybody, but his legacy for the game is certainly secure. Uh, the Lakers absolutely dropped the hammer in game six. They were up 20 early in the second quarter. They led by 36 at one point. Um, we didn't have any expectations that the Heat were going to win this. We thought, you know, the, the Lakers didn't finish them off in game five. That's a credit to the Heat and uh, Jimmy Butler, who was just an absolute beast a couple of times uh, in the series. But that, that you can't sustain that. 30-point <laughs> triple-doubles, man. Yeah. It, that's, that's, that's really hard to sustain. So... Seeing those pictures of Butler just exhausted, you know, spent, and just for all the effort that he exerted and put out and what that team tried to do, kudos to the Heat, but certainly kudos to the Lakers. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs last year, and to get over the hump, and I know we can talk about roster building and chemistry and all those things, and we, we laughed about the whole executive of the year thing <laughs> last week, but... You know, LeBron has had a hand in that, and it's the fourth title for LeBron, his fourth finals MVP. He's done it with three different franchises. Uh, over the last 10 years, there have been 57 NBA Finals games, and LeBron James has been in 51 of them. Holy cow. I mean, that's incredible. It's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. And, you know, again, his legacy is secure. People can argue till the cows come home about, you know, how great is he? Where does he belong in the Pantheon or the Mount Rushmore or the whatever it is? And that's fine. I, he knows that that's part of the deal. Whether, you know, it's Jordan or whether it's anybody else, he knows what it is. And he said, quote, the debates can happen. Y'all can talk about it. I'll talk about it with my guys when you know we're at home with our friends and all that stuff. I'm not going to give it to y'all. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall for it. You guys know how much I love Michael Jordan. I wear the number 23 because of Michael Jordan. When I first got my first pair of Jordans, you couldn't tell me nothing. So y'all can do the debates. Y'all can figure that out. He's secure. Sure. He's secure in who he is. Yep. And... 
you know, yeah, he pays attention to social media, and yeah, he does. He throws some stuff out there from time to time, but I, I, there's there's a couple of lines that I think are like legitimately critical and super muy importante with with all of this. Number one was that whole "I want my respect." I thought that was legit. We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. <laughs> I mean, it's very blunt. It's very blunt. But, it, you know, that's on point. That's on point. Understand this. That... And this is where I, yeah, I wish Mark was here, but uh, so be it. He, again, he's playing Fallout Boy guys or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting James to go to L.A. was a tremendous get. And, you know, Bus got criticized. And they had a lot of, you know, questions when, you know, Kawhi, you know, went to the Clippers and Paul George went to the Clippers with him. And people wanted Bus to, you know fire Palenka and she talked to you know Phil Jackson and yeah Jackson of course like trust your gut but I love this line I love this line quote I never lost faith in the people that I was working with so that part was easy she said what was difficult was not to defend myself or to defend the people that I care about like Rob and like Linda Rambis but I was advised this will be the hardest time of your life but the only thing that will stop it is to do the work. And that became our mission, was just to do the work. And this has been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year. And the NBA had to do a lot of the work to get the bubble and to get the playoffs and to save the season. And they did it. And they deserve a tip of the cap, a raise of the glass, a pat on the back, all of those things for getting it done. Cheers. And yeah, absolutely salute. As do the Lakers for getting it done. Yes. And for doing the work. And you know, we, we chatted about it a little bit the other week and it's it's a lot has been packed into this year. Not J.R. Smith shirts cuz that dude was shirtless for that <laughs> game was that that dude was shirtless for the game was even over. Yep. <laughs> Thank We're you. We're going to win. Oh, J.R. Smith, no shirt. Thank you, J.R. Smith, for being all the J.R. Smith that we can handle. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but to hear the fans, and, and we felt like it was going to happen. It just didn't happen in, in game five. I didn't realize that the day that they won and finished this off, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was National Father and Daughter Day. And to hear to hear the chants of the fans in the streets doing it for Kobe, doing it for the, the Black Mamba. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's incredible. It's one thing to wear the jerseys, right? But they brought Chance, that home. Yeah. They finished that off and brought that home on National Father Daughter Day. Beautiful. I mean, can you even write that kind of stuff? I mean, his last tweet, the na- winning it on National Father Daughter Day. I oh, mean, dude. Just- Kobe! 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 
That's incredible. I mean, Absolutely. Philly fans would have been eating horse excrement, right? <laughs> <laughs> they would have been eating some horse poop. Freaking Eagles fans. That's probably where Whitfield is, eating some horse shit. Right oh. <laughs> Whitfield, where'd you go, man? Uh, it it will not make you grow any more hair. It doesn't help. <laughs> but it, that's incredible. It, it's an incredible finish to an incredibly bizarre year, a challenging year, a challenging season. And, you know, I'm going to raise a glass to Jimmy Butler uh, for his efforts. And, you know, the, the heat, the, man, the heat balled out. They tried. They showed up. They worked at it. But it, it this just it felt like the Lakers were on a mission, um, yeah. and they delivered. And uh, there's a lot of times teams don't. They did. And I'm not anti-LeBron. I'm not a LeBron hater. Uh, none of those things. And it, <laughs> I think you do have to put some respect on it, right? That's a hell of a, it's a hell of an accomplishment. And I hope that I would expect that Anthony Davis is back next year. Uh, I don't know how much LeBron James has left in the tank, but he is reshaped. He, he's reshaped himself. He, he's evolved over the course of his career. And to deliver and to perform at the level he is at this age is an incredible thing. And, you know, a tip of the cap for me to him and to them for getting this done. UK alumni game and all, fuckers. <laughs> So, raise a glass. And I guess one of the, usually I have a stupid story or something crazy or something ridiculous. We have done a lot of sound bites. Now. We've kind of, you know, I don't, amazingly, we've been pretty low key, I think, for us. Uh, I didn't start drinking early enough, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Uh, but one, one, uh, the one story I saw that, that caught my eye that I thought was pretty incredible. And this feels like a story that McGuffin would be like, yeah, dude. Uh, this is the headline. Man, 80, pulls driver from sinking car in California 17 years after saving neighbors from burning home. Dude. Okay. Dude, you're doing the work, man. Steve Montalongo. That's a hell of a name, by the way. Uh, may not think he's a hero, but the three people he's rescued over 20 years might beg to differ. 80 years old, man, out there doing the work, man. East. Dude, professional grade, brother. Yes, That's sir. quality. Cheers. Yep. He told KCRA that he was taking his granddaughter home from the dentist on Thursday when he stopped at a traffic light around 10 a.m. in Modesto. She says, oh, my God, a car just went into the canal, Grandpa. He pulled He pulled over to check out the scene and uh, jumped jumped into action, you know, and helped, helped get him out of there. Look at that. That's incredible. That's incredible. Good on that dude, man. Absolutely. Good on Hell that. Yeah. Good on that, dude. So, Steve Montalongo, not only do you have an unusually risque name, <laughs> but you did a hell of a job. So, raising glass to you. I thought I thought we could use an inspirational story. There you go. Not cursing parrots. Not icy parrot. Not <laughs> not uh, Bluetooth chastity dick locks or whatever that was that we were laughing about last week. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely going back and listening. Oh, <laughs> you should, because that wasn't that was actually a topic last week. Was Bluetooth oh, chastity chastity belts for dude? That uh, yes, they were. What do, yeah. what do we call them? 
Uh, Mark was having a good time with the uh, the dick locker or the uh, the dick jail or whatever it was we call. I don't remember anymore. That's all right. Uh, oh, there's way it's filled. It's about right. Yeah, Sorry, you, Matt. We're actually wrapping up. So. Uh, Blue Bluetooth dick jail, man. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. By the way, the meme of uh, Leo DiCaprio laughing as a fat man. I know. Kids were, uh, it's all over the place these days. Where man. the Reese's cups go? <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one. Uh, so you know what we didn't we did not get March Madness this year, but uh, you know I miss one shining moment. So Shannon, if you could have if you could pick the highlights for one shining moment NBA style with your UK alum game, which ones are you throwing in there, man? Well, clearly the Anthony Anthony Davis buzzer beater. Hmm. Um, the Tyler Hero mean mugging that got D-Stat all hot and bothered. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> why, do, why was he hating on Tyler Hero so much? It was crazy to me, man. I don't know. I guess it's because it's the only game they lost in the finals. He's like, <laughs> he called him a rookie and this and that. Uh, Jamal Murray hit a couple of big shots in the playoffs. Um, Rondo had some beautiful uh, ball play. There. Bam out of Bayo's uh, block to save that game against Boston at the rim. Woo, beautiful ball play, buddy. You hey, said yeah. balls. So, yeah, I, I, they they um, looked at uh, points scored by schools, and mm-hmm. Kentucky just blew everybody out of the water. <laughs> I'm sure. So, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We didn't, we didn't get actual March Madness, but, you know. We'll take what we can get. I think, you know, honestly, I think that all the leagues should do a Luther Vandross one shining moment dedication of the season. I would love to see Tom Brady holding up four, <laughs> followed up by the meme of LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's head on Tom Brady's body holding up four. I think that'd be great. That would be amazing. Yeah. Alex Smith giving, uh, you know, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald a piggyback ride. That'd be good. I could take that go. in the highlight package, you know. That mofo's leg is strong. <laughs> yeah. That mofo's leg is strong. That'd be great. Are you kidding? Oh, man. Oh, feeling that. Uh, Le'Veon Bill getting like released and leaving the Jets facility could make the highlight. <laughs> that'd be on there. Right? That, that'd be part of it. Yeah, that'd be great. And all the sad faces for the NFC East, that's absolutely part of it. By the way, the Rams swept. The Rams won all their NFC East games. They're done. Well, now we'll actually see if they're right. any good or not. <laughs> yeah, now we'll find out if the Rams are legitimately good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss Luther Vandross. You know, th- this is what I miss. This is one of my favorite parts of March Madness, man. Same. I love the games, but we got robbed out of this one. Yes, we did. So... I'm telling you, this is a golden opportunity for all you fans out there. You should make an NBA or an NFL one shining moment mashup when the season is done. Somebody out there, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to make that shit. I just have yeah, the like idea. Do the bad bad lip reading. Yeah, yeah. I got the idea. I want one of y'all inter- internet fuckers to go ahead and run with it. I'm just giving you the fuel. You provide the fire and run with it. I'm telling you, the idea is golden. One shot. On the other side. Mm-hmm. One sharding moment. Well. <laughs> 
That's just the NFC East highlight package and the Jets. Oh, okay. And the Jets. <laughs> and and probably the way the 49ers are going, they might be in there too. But I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry, Randy. Philadelphia Cincinnati game ending in a tie. There you go. Yes. And, and well, you know, and we'll get maybe a, a Philip Rivers interception and a rage phase. That can be in there. I'll, I'll take oh, I'll take sorry. that in a highlight package. That's fine. That'll work. <laughs> that <model. laughs> That'll be good. Anyway. All right, uh, Randy, give us some wrap-up thoughts, brother. Let's get out of here, man. Um, well, like I said earlier, it's been a crazy NFL season. Um, but we got some good games this weekend, so hopefully uh, we get some more good football. Obviously, I know I feel bad, kind of feel bad for you because now it's like you get, you know, Washington versus the Giants, which is used, usually is a big rivalry game. Now you and Mark are just probably like, eh, eh. <laughs> Hey Mark. All right. Redskins Giants. Eat shit dwarf. Fuck the city. <laughs> and Shannon, at least you get the Bengals, you know that. Well, it's uh as the wolf said, let's don't start uh sucking each other off quite yet. <laughs> not yet. Hey, at least you're not facing the Rams, all right? Thank mm. God. Yeah, exactly. Inconceivable! <laughs> Accurate. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Shan, what you got for me, brother? Dude, it's should be a good weekend. Georgia-Alabama Saturday night. Hopefully, hopefully, it still gets played. Hopefully. Um, Can I tell you how obnoxious the LSU fans in my newsfeed are? How I mean, how grotesquely obnoxious they are complaining about the about the team, and I'm like, dude, how many players did you lose? You spoiled fan fucker. Y'all just won. Y'all just won the championship, and you lost like all these people. And like, what? You think you're gonna be undefeated and like beat everyone's ass again? Yeah, you're not Alabama. You don't reload quite yet. I mean, good lord. I'd love to know the sheer number of people they lost. Starters, 14, I, think. I mean, that, it's incredible. Come on, man. Like the entire offense, other than their star. Well, no, they lost their star receiver. Other than the center, I think <laughs> false start. Everybody but the center. <laughs> everybody but the center, man. <laughs> you know, I think everyone but the center is gone from the offense, mm-hmm. and the defense lost a few key players as well. So, I mean, that one. Fuck you. So, you don't get you know, that every year. Sometimes you sometimes it's 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 a it's just a little humpy bumpy in there, man. It is. And you know, they they were supposed to have the game at home this past Saturday, but it got moved to Missouri because of the hurricane. So they had to quickly make arrangements and had to fly out when they thought they were gonna be home. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it's it, a little grace, guys. It, it's we're in a worldwide pandemic. They, they were supposed to play that game at home. They couldn't play it at home because of the weather. So, you know, their lives were flipped upside down for this week. Yeah. Like, just just let it go. <laughs> like, this season, I, I, I wouldn't even bother firing anybody at all. Like, it, the, just keep your guys healthy. Keep them off the, keep them off the roni. And uh, I mean, keep it in context, right? Yeah, just keep, keep it in it context. context. Yeah, man. Like, last year was special. Like, 
that that's a once in a generation team like that that was offensively an absolutely amazing season it was an amazing season just overall in general but i mean still. they still they did a great job just banging that out mcguffin Just saying. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Glad I could help you with that. I, I dreamed a dream I could bang it out. You know? Oh, 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 man. Quality right there. Oh, whoa. That's not the one I thought it was going to be. That's actually from That's actually from the movie. That's not what I want. I want Susan Boyle, I dreamed a dream. Give me that one. Susan Boyle, where, where are you at? No, that's not the one I want. Fine, I will do it. I'll, we're gonna do it the hard way. <laughs> hey now, go ahead, Shannon. You know you want to say it. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you, Anastasia, Neil Diamond. We're not doing the Neil Diamond version. Yeah, Whitfield's not here. Whitfield so. would be like, "Oh, I love that's my favorite version." There we go. I dreamed a dream that Whitfield could actually stay awake long enough to finish a podcast, but <laughs> much like the ladies in his life know, he can't finish much of anything. So oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, at least the podcast can go long even if he can't. Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. We love you, brother. Ruthless. Nah, no, that, Ruthless. That, that, that was a lot of savagery. In between Just for Ass last week and I Dream to Dream this week. You roast the one you, you roast the ones you love is what they say. What's that, Randy? Remember Shannon when Justin warned us he's gonna have that little bit of extra? We just yeah. found it. Yeah, there, there was there was a little bit of extra. <laughs> well <laughs> You know Shannon Randy Whitfield. What can I say? What can I say except you're welcome for the You know, they're all excuses just to use sound bites. Just <laughs> they're all excuses just to roast each other and then use a stupid sound bite just to squeeze that thing in there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> hey now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin, you're an asshole. I am you're our asshole. <laughs> Damn right, Randy. Damn right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, anyway. All right. Oh, it's time to get the hell out of here. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and send the care package to uh, both Whitfield and Dwayne Haskins. You know, pop-up books of, of NFL defenses. <laughs> Why not? Y'all both apparently have time to study, so, you know. Very appropriate, given that Joe Flacco starts this Sunday. That's right. Sex Panther, man. That is really hard to believe. Sex Panther. The Sex Panther. Jacoby booked a rainbow. It's hard to imagine that 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 playoff run that Joe Flacco had has culminated with him starting for the New York freaking Jets. How the mighty have fallen. Unbelievable. Inconceivable. In, in, yeah, that's a lot of inconceivable. Yeah, well, also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. 
if the Jets cover the spread, you have to play this. What's the spread? Hold on here. Now oh that I say it. <laughs> I'm curious what the spread is. I, you know, I I don't do the. I leave that to you and uh, Mark. <laughs> oh man, there's nine nine points. There's Titanic conspiracy theorists. Titanic survivor claims an iceberg didn't destroy the ship. Ah, Christ. <laughs> nine points. Who are they playing again? Miami. Oh hell, get get out of here. I mean, that's a ridiculous spread. I get uh, it. Yeah, it but, is, but I think Miami's covered that. Come on, man. Although I might take the under for the total. Yeah. It, it, I, 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 would, I would take Miami to cover but uh, the spread, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the under. I don't even do betting. And just on the surface, I'd be like, yep, I got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you'd think they would just start beating the shit out of them. They're just gonna do what they did to the for- sorry, Randy. They're just gonna do what they did to the 49ers and be like, "Yeah, we're good. Too we're, soon. Too we're, soon. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna burn the clock out, man. It's like Mike Davis. We're getting we can milk dud this thing out, dude. It's it, it's all good, man. <laughs> milk dud. <laughs> milk this thing out, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Anyway, all right, all right, all right. Let's get out of here. Uh, from all of us, all of you, have a great week and enjoy the enjoy the football. Unless you're a uh, what game got canceled? Florida LSU is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, unless you're a Florida LSU fan, sorry man, not happening this weekend. Uh, try to avoid the Rona roller coaster. Uh, don't be a complete ass bag, y'all. And uh, but try to enjoy the games. And uh, you know what, Jose Altuve, good luck with Donovan McNabb, dude. Good luck, good luck, friend. Uh, keep keep throwing those balls in the dirt, bitch, bitch. Man. <laughs> that's tomorrow and that is it for us today and we will leave that is it for us altuve that's what bill o'reilly really said i can't do it neither can altuve we'll do it live no you won't okay we'll do it live fuck it yeah that's what that throw looked like it was a big bunch of fuck it do it live <laughs> i can i'll write it and we'll do it live Fucking thing sucks. Dedicated to you, Houston. (laughs) Fucking thing sucks. Woo, that throw, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, scorched the earth. Scorched earth. That's how. That's how we go, man. You know what? (laughs) If if you're gonna blow it up on the way out, man, just go ahead and have at it. Fuck the city. You shit dwarf. There you go. You're a talker. Yeah, damn right. Anyway, uh, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us still on uh, our home feed on Podbean, uh, obviously on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. we got a couple other ones mixed in there just for fun. But as always, we have a good time doing this. We get a little loosey-goosey, and we enjoy some beverages along the way. So if we get a little stupid and a little bit silly, forgive us. Uh, but uh, we roast the ones we love, and uh, we certainly lo- love each other in that weird bro bro kind of way and lord knows we certainly pile on with aplomb don't we my god anyway uh good times it's great to catch up with you guys thanks for the laughs thanks for the sports and you know quite honestly i'm just happy to share the moments with you guys you know that so i enjoy this 
And, uh, you know, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the weekend. And we'll catch you on the flip side. But good night and peace out. <laughs> Late. See you. Late. <laughs> oh, look, it's a Philip Rivers dedication at the end. Push it past the defense, Philly. Philly. <laughs> push, push it past the defense, Philly Rib. <laughs> who, who is it that calls him Philly Rib? I've never heard that one. That's funny. Oh, yeah, there's one. Philly Rib. Who does that? Yeah. The, a Google search does not get that squared away from me, so I don't remember who that is. But anyway, Philip Rivers. That's right. Push it past the defense, dude. Maybe, maybe we can take him to the eye doctor so he can see, make sure he's throwing it to the right team. <laughs> Good luck with that, MacGuffin. I'm yeah, telling right. you, we need, uh, what was the jersey we wanted to get you the other week? A Philip Rivers jersey with what on it? Rage face? Oh, yes. dude, dude, dude. I still think that's a great idea. I think that would be so funny. So <laughs> funny. I would love that. Anyway, uh, Todd. Lindy, everybody else, have fun, stay safe, be good, enjoy yourselves. We look forward to the next time we're actually uh, actually able to catch up and hang out and share a beverage and share some laughs and uh, just give each other a whole raft of grief, man. But from all of us to all of you, good night, good luck, <laughs> catch you later, good night now. <laughs> Late, as they say, good night. All right, brother. Good night, night, man. Good night, man. <laughs> night, guys. Night, night Randy. Randy. Heal up, bro. All right, man. Take care, Randy. Take care, Justin. Enjoy your trip. Yes, sir. That's the plan. All right, brother. Night. Late. See you.